Good evening, everybody. Saturday night, you know what that means. Modern Comic Mayhem. We got a great show for you tonight. We got um, we got some cool comic talk. We got some nice comic reviews. We're gonna talk uh, Jupiter's Legacy and our top five Mar covers. Brian, let's intro this. Good evening, good evening, good evening. How is everybody? Uh, I think we should. I think we should probably get this off uh, straight off top, uh, Kyle. Because uh, I'm guessing this is probably a word in the drinking game. Is I believe it's Mark Miller, uh, and I don't want that. Cause it, I don't want. I don't want that to confuse the drinking game people. If that is indeed a word in the drinking game, so if we say Miller, we mean what Kyle says when Kyle says Millar. Well, well, I want to remind. Isn't it Mark Millar? I've always heard it as Millar. I've never it's heard Miller, it. Miller, yeah. Uh, and and I want to remind everybody because I get asked all the time about the the drinking game and this and that. There you guys go. If you guys want to get those words every week, hit up that QR uh, and you guys can join in on the uh, secret drinking game. Which basically, Kyle, what is that? What it's do you do? Every drink. So basically, how do you choose the words? So what I do is, it's a secret. No, I'm just there joking. What I do is I go through and I know there's stuff that we talk about. I know there's certain words, certain topics that we have for the week. And I know there's certain things we're going to say. So that's what I like to key in on. Not bad. So, so check it yeah, out, guys. It, I think it's a lot of fun. Sometimes I think nobody's playing. I hope you guys like are all playing. For example, if we're going to review a uh, Batman book, uh, it might be like magistrate might be uh, a drinking word. Or, or just Batman. I might keep it nice and simple. Yeah. Or Nightwing. Or Nightwing. We, or were, hoping, we were hoping we were going to have uh, Corbin back tonight. and He says he's running late. Okay. I, so I was expecting, you know, to have some uh, cor special Corbin words on the list this week. Like Corbin, for example. Yeah. Or, or, or gaslight, gaslight. Gotham. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> late. Yeah, late. Yes, so. he is late. He's like, hey, what time do you guys go on again? I was like, oh, man. <laughs> it's all good. We love our Corbin. We miss him. We're excited to have him back. Not bad. What else has been going on? What have you guys been weeks been like? I haven't seen you guys in a while. It's been a brutal week. And as we all know, in the uh, dry, arid, sun land of Tatooine, um, it is starting to get a little warm around here. Starting to, yes. Yeah, you guys broke 100, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Two, we did. two days already we broke 100. And man, when you work outside, it's just... It's just brutal. It just takes the life right out of you. Well, it does me, but I like the cold. Yeah, you got a nice little tan there. So does Kyle. Brian, not so much. I don't oh. know if it's the computer glow going on there, but... Hey, listen, look at that. That is not computer glow, ladies and gentlemen. I do glow like that. I'm so... Uh, the, the Irish is so strong in me that either you get this or this right here. Uh, beyond white or red. So... 
it's it's and i live in arizona so it, it it's pointless it's it's sad i it's, encourage you anyone, have to the house brian it, yeah if you can hide from the sun in the, in this desolate land please i mean do it absolutely i support all hiding of the sun in, in the state of arizona it is brutal so i see a lot of people in the chat uh already asking about you know marco and um listen well we haven't fired him yet he is on probation um (laughs) and and we'll figure we might decide to let you guys know why but uh he's definitely on probation um for a little while Uh, we love marco but sometimes his pokemon addiction gets out of hand and um you know when people get in fights in walmart parking lots and uh you know like get um, arrested in a Walmart parking lot or maybe get arrested in a Walmart parking lot and then cause all the other Walmarts and targets to quit selling cards because he got into a verbal, he, I don't think he got arrested, but he got into an altercation with a bunch of kids in a parking lot to get the Pokemon cards. Yeah. And and now they're literally not selling cards at Walmarts and Targets anymore. So um, we're not going to fire him for it. We're going to put him on probation. Um, you know, <laughs> we, we should uh, we should get into it too because and he was really rude in his intervention when we all sat him down. I mean, we put a lot of time into that. I mean, Solo, you spent a lot of time on that po- intervention poster. Well, and, you know, I, I have a little bit of uh, experience with some interventions, and I I really wanted to put forth the effort because I you know I love and care for Marco. Um, yeah. it, if anyone does have that taser video, I have a crisp twenty for you. If you mm-hmm. want, I will send that your way. If you go ahead and, I mean, yeah, because we want to bury taser, it. Yeah, a good taser video. I, I want to see it first. Well, but we got to bury, we'll bury that it. shit. Yeah, yeah. we got to mm-hmm. bury that shit. That's what yeah. we do at, at this channel. Mm-hmm. We just, just bury that shit, right? Yep. So, but, uh, so yeah, yeah we're, let, we're letting Marco sit in the corner and think about his actions. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> And you didn't put anything in that corner. No snacks, nothing to read. No. It's just it's just a wall. white wall with a corner yeah. and yeah. his nose is stuck. It's right like Daredevil he's... when the Kingpin has to stare at that white wall in the prison. That's kind of what like... Yeah, he's just staring at that. I was just <laughs> looking over at that thing right now. He knocked uh, over Dare... one too many kids. Yeah, Daredevil actually was he was using the, the radar, you know, to, to look at the wall, but not Marco. He is focused. Focused. Just dialed right in. Yeah. And and we're and we're sitting there and his kids are telling him it's not Pokemon, Dad. It's Pokemon. Well the 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 problem happened when he decided to give his kid that Charizard card. Right. Mm -hmm. You can't give those kids those shinies like that too at a a too young of an age. Mm -hmm. And um it just foul play. And, I mean, and, and and how many times can you have your kids ask about more shinies throughout the day before you 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 got to go beat up a few kids at a target? So, sure, sure. It'll, I mean, it'll drive a man to insanity. I, yeah. I understand. Yeah. We love we love Marco though. We we stand by our our friends uh, uh, to help them the best we can, and um, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know. I've already said that that I'm okay with him coming back, but Marco uh, wanted to put in a little effort into um, taking some time off mm-hmm. and uh, you know making himself better. So thank you, Marco. Mm-hmm. All right, but uh, let's get on to the show. I'm glad we got that out. I'm glad we yeah. got that out. Yeah, it's. it's you know, I didn't know how we were gonna. I didn't even know how we were gonna go about discussing that All with right. everybody listening. 
Yeah. Well, I feel like elephant, it was good. Elephant in the room. You know, I'm I glad like that we, uh, yeah, I feel better. It's off my chest. Mm -hmm. I'm breathing easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It's pretty nice. So, uh, one, one real thing I, we got to talk about that happened before the show. Uh, Kyle got a key collector, uh, app, um, ding on his phone telling him that, uh, the local roller coaster is stuck upside down with 22 people on board. So <laughs> Phoenix. Castles yeah. and coasters, castles and coasters, yeah. bro. See, upside down, upside yes. down. Twenty-two people. I don't, I don't know. If it's upside Can you down, drive but... on that highway strip and see it up, just yes. hanging upside down? Yeah, that's how. That's how we found out. What yeah. are you guys doing here? I can hold this down. Go check it out. <laughs> be right back. We, so, uh, I wish we had a live uh, correspondent to be out there. You know, right now that'd be classic. <laughs> I'm standing outside castles and coasters right now, and I can deconfirm the roller coaster is upside down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that's why Corbin's late. Maybe he's on his he's way. Stuck on, he's you stuck know, on he's, the roller coaster. No, he's he's over there getting that live correspondence for us. He's trying to make it romantic, like when a Ferris wheel gets stuck at the top. He's just like upside down, trying to kiss the people. Next he's, he's, he's got he's got a, a Batman mask on. And he's trying to save people. <laughs> He's 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 stuck upside down and and waiting for that girl to come you know pull down the mask a little bit just enough to cut, kiss him you know do the well, old a, all those years test. of a uh, gravity boot training are really gonna pay off for him. Now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's nice to see everybody in chat though. To be honest, I know we joke on Marco and all this fun stuff, but it's very cool to see everybody uh, hang out live. I know this show is one of the by far one of the liveliest chat groups uh for live shows and you really make the 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 you know show for the host fun so thank you for doing that make sure you guys subscribe i know you guys are going to get tired of uh, me doing that on here but i got to do it and hit that and hit that bell so you get all the great shows that are going on here yeah because only like 20% of our subscribers hit that bell and it's so That's good it. to see all you guys so many of our guys are here ultra good to see you gonzo ryan no FOMO. You guys are all hitting it up. Oh, so, absolute geek in the house. Jamie. Comics yeah, nice. Boys here. Yeah. Oh, Good that reminds me. That reminds me. Matt is in Hawaii. Congratulations on your engagement, sir. Yes. Uh, um, I found that out today, and, and Kyle told me that Matt was engaged, and I went, holy cow. Congratulations, Matt. So I have to give a shout-out. To God damn it, I can't find it now. There was a uh, oh well, a comic oh, okay. shop sure. in Hawaii. He's in Hawaii, Mike from Enjoy Comics in Hawaii. He says he's a big fan of the Flipside channel. Hmm. Oh, interesting, that's nice. always nice oh, to I hear. If you're out there in Hawaii, make sure to check out. Uh, well, let's take a Enjoy look comic. here. While you're doing that, while you're pulling that up, uh, theme weddings. What are our thoughts on this? I mean, they're becoming more popular, especially on the geek community. It's got to be a Spider-Man wedding. Spider-Man wedding, huh? That yeah. Part. I mean, you've got enough characters for a good, solid Spider-Man wedding. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I mean, but there's not really music in pomp and circumstance uh, associated with Spider-Man the way you would like a Star Wars or a... Uh, uh, ooh, a how about a Jurassic Park? In, you know, in Hawaii, they have a lot of those filming locations there. That's true. That, and now you can get those inflatable uh, T-Rex and, and Velociraptor suits. That'd be kind of neat. Oh, my. That's um, it. Ultra Mask in what? Island? Um, Hilo? H-I-L-O? Yep. 
It's uh, 111 East Pinaco Street. Pinaco Street. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, in Hilo. Huh. There we go. He said uh, the he said Mike was great. He said he talked to him for an hour about comics and how much he loved the Flipside Channel. So it's great that you know it's what a cool feeling walking in somewhere and getting the and you know only comic store on the island of Hilo. So that's pretty cool. Dope. Really, really yeah, uh, lock locked in his market there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> if there's a place to do it, that's the place. I, I do have a question about Hawaii. Why do criminals run? Because like, you're, you're on an island. You got dog. If you got dog yeah. chasing after so you, you're going to run. Why do criminals run, well, bro? Well, That's what criminals dude, do. Yeah, but have you ever seen I'm sorry. Episode? I, I got to do it. I got to <laughs> well, do it. He was just promoting his new kids book, Why Do Criminals Run? Jesus uh, Christ. Uh, Already. only 13 minutes in. Drink. Do, Drink. Do you, do you see what I'm saying, though? Like, I'm watching an episode of Cops. They're in Hawaii, and the criminal runs. Like, dude, where are you Drink. going to go? You're on an island. Everybody's Where are you gonna go tonight? Yeah, no. houseboat. There you go. Always a question that kept me up at night. Oh, thank you to enjoy comics. Yes, yes, it was great to hear that you're a big fan of the channel and of the shows. And if you're in the chat tonight, make sure to say what's up. Oh yeah. All right. So do we? Do we? want to talk a little bit about I, I i know that we i think that we said that we were gonna maybe talk about uh the jupiter's legacy talk for the end but do we want to do we want to get kind of get it out of the way because it is on the thumbnail um it's probably a yeah, lot of people that it. are gonna like let's, let's do it now let, let me grab a drink and let's let's get into it let's okay i'll bring up uh i'll bring up jupiter's legacy so let's let's ask uh the chat uh, how many people in the chat uh, saw Jupiter's Legacy? Let's ask them what they thought of it um, so we can get a couple answers while we're talking about it. I've had people on both sides of the uh, equation tell me what they think about it. They, they loved it. They thought it was good. Uh, you know, a couple episodes after the first or a couple episodes in. Um, but it's uh it's kind of a big deal right now it's the first malar verse uh show right is, is that or sorry i just called him malar drink i swear um, to god that's his name yeah mark miller uh verse show isn't it right this mm -hmm. is the first one that's uh yeah. come to production for miller world that's malar miller world. world yeah so uh miller world is... even if i meet him in person I'm gonna be, what's up malar I, I wonder stuff. if he has people do that. I wonder if he has has people do it. Uh, but it's, it's it's AR. He people have to do it. Yeah, that's he's Not probably like stupid Americans, right? Probably every yeah. time. I think he's Thai. Free <laughs> <laughs> show talk. Uh, hey Bruno. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, a lot of people are saying uh, wasn't overly excited. I'm passing on Jupiter's legacy. Um, Zach the Black Ranger will be there. What? I, I think he's being funny. No, there's a there's a there's a toy con that he's talking about. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, good story. Hate the 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 effects. 
uh, costumes, makeup, and makeup is rough. Is it is it rough? It's the old. I mean, you have to do it. So that we'll talk about the the makeup. I it's a weird choice to go to first when talking about a very specific part of a, a show. But yeah, one of the things that stands out is because there are those that those flashbacks where you know maybe twenty five percent of the show is in the past. So you you know we hire actors of that age, but then for the majority of the show, they're in old age makeup, and it does feel kind of like high school theater quality old age makeup. <laughs> a good high school. Like fame or some shit, you know, but um, a high school nonetheless. Uh, and it feels like like that. Let me ask you a question, guys. Are you guys, does, does anyone here have any strong feelings about Josh Dumel as an actor? Is anyone a Josh Dumel fan here? I don't think, it, listen, I used to like that show. I'll be honest. I used to like that Vegas? show, Vegas. Yep. James Con. I like the James Con stuff. Nikki Cox. Yep. Nikki Cox. Back before she, door. back before she, uh, made her face look terrible with uh plastic surgery mm -hmm. well she was really good in the ranch too well we're not talking about the ranch solo no but we we're talking about things. drink <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's it's interesting I, I find i find he he feels like a very like late nineties actor and that kind of type of actor. I, I guess my thing is, have we gone through all like A-list actors that have played superheroes? And now we're, we just are going to have to settle on people like Josh Jumel playing these, these major roles in these, these franchises. Um, because I gave him a shot. I, I watched, I watched the first episode and a half, so it could get, get better than this. But I'm and I and I'm like, all right, let me let me let me give Dumel a shot. And I just didn't feel like he was bringing anything interesting to that character. It was kind of a flat performance. It wasn't a lot of physicality brought to it in the action parts. There wasn't a lot of I don't know. I, di I didn't I didn't didn't feel like he hit it. Well, a lot of people are talking about it. That's for sure. It's kind of interesting that uh, a lot of the talk that I'm hearing is, is this going to hurt the Miller World stuff for the future? That's what I took from it, was I was like, because Jupiter's Legacy, it's not horrible. It's not one that I'm going to, like, I'll definitely, if, if it makes it to season two, I'll definitely watch it. Just because now I'm, you know, I watch all the episodes, I'm vested to it. But like season one, I definitely won't go back to watch it again for just mm -hmm. because I need to watch it again. Like I got everything out of it the first time. That's a good point. Well, what's another thing is too is is this the 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 way the show is, like the the budget, the style, is this this gonna be the same vehicle as his other properties in this kind of budget range? In this it feel it, it doesn't feel as prestige of some of Netflix originals, it kind of feels like prestige Netflix original kind of mirrored a little bit with CW a little bit in there. And I wonder if each of his properties is going to take on like a different format. Like maybe one's going to be animation. Maybe one's going to be a standalone film. Maybe one's, and I wonder if the, the quality of the craftsmanship on each of these products is going to differ wildly, or are they all going to kind of be in this, almost melodrama vein. I'm sure that's it's, I don't think they're going to be doing any of those as not non live action. Mm. 
I have no idea though. But yeah. I I was scared because I was watching it and I was like, it's not bad, but what is this like? Because I'm excited. I'm hoping that they're going to do Huck. Yep. Me too. So I'm like, does this actually hurt how fast we get these? Or is it is it going to be more of a fight for them to come out now? Mm. Oh, I don't know. Then I, I feel like it's, and I haven't seen any of this yet. Then we can, your opinion doesn't even matter. Well, I wonder <laughs> if it's, you know, one of like the kind of things that Marvel's doing is they get someone with a kind of unique style and vision to kind of auteur their franchise where it's like, all right, here's our characters, here's our franchise, but you have a very specific style, take it and run with it. I wonder if all these projects, because Miller is, you know, an executive and it's kind of his universe if he is the ultimate driving force behind the look and feel of the show and will that hurt it or will that help it as opposed to Miller being the guy who's like, you know what? I really love this director. I want to see what he does with Huck. I want to see what he does with, uh, he's not going to do super red sun, but, um, any of these properties, I'm trying to say too many properties cause I don't want to, I don't want to get into my list. <laughs> Well, that is coming. The top five yeah. is coming. And uh, stick around because we are going to talk right after this. Uh, maybe we should j jump right into the uh, top five list um, about, you know, Mark Millar, Miller. But <laughs> it, in, yeah, interesting. Warm. Yeah, interesting. The Rotten Tomatoes score. Uh, audience score is. Oh, look. Uh, look who shows up. Nice timing. What's up, Corbin? How you doing, Horrible brother? Coming. Good, good. How are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, brother. Awesome. Good, uh, yeah, sorry legacy. And he comes. <laughs> that's that's me. Late. No, I'm playing. That's my legacy. <laughs> How's it going, y'all? Hey, well, that, that roller coaster, did how long did it take you to get that roller coaster down at Castle and Coasters? Did it finally come down? <laughs> <laughs> it was a struggle, you know, but we you getting numbers up there. <laughs> I did my best. The Corbin train did not have traction over there. Okay. <laughs> Either did that coaster, apparently. <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> Yeah, well, did you um, watch any of Jupiter's Legacy? I did. Did you watch and, all of it? What'd you think? No, I, you know what? I thought it was interesting. Now, mind you, for someone who you know loves comics, Jupiter Legacy was like something pretty like new to me in terms of, I guess, not in my comfort zone of stuff I was into. So I did like a brief refresher on it, then dove in. I thought it was interesting, and I think having a unique perspective on not knowing what to expect made it better. Um, a little bit of my own personal, like you know, superhero, like, watching or whatever kind of came in because I did think it was, it, it took forever, if I like. Like, it kind of was a drag. But, like, I especially like the opening scene. I like the way they were going more at heroes from, like, the legacy perspective of that. And, yeah, as H&H Comics said, we've had so many good comic shows that I felt like, for me, a welcome addition, but maybe not one that was, like, an incredible one, you know? Yes. I thought it was decent. I just, I definitely thought it could be better. But again, this is this is coming from the perspective of someone who wasn't even, it kind of blindsided me. So I can't even say like I was judging it on like a scale or was expecting better. I wasn't expecting anything. So, you know, when it came, I was like, oh, that's cool. And I, I just feel like maybe it just, it, it came at a weird time when we already have so much. I mean, even if you want to compare it to, and I wouldn't do that, but like Invincible, you know, it's so many other superhero stuff that's out right now that, you know, if it's not blowing you away, it's just going to sink into the morass of stuff that's out as far as content's concerned. Right. And it what? falls into that category of that kind of the deconstruction of the superhero, which exactly. we're seeing so much of these days. Everybody uh, wants to deconstruct. Yeah. 
<laughs> I actually liked the when the quest, which I think as far as I remember in the comics, the quest to get to that island was very brief in the comics. It wasn't a huge part, and they made it a huge part in this first season. But I actually enjoyed the all those flashbacks. I would like to have saw that like in like one or two full episodes. So you watched the whole season, Kyle? Yeah. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. Power Netflix, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, I compare. No, for real. <laughs> no, I, I just I, I'm I'm actually glad I didn't like I wanted to finish it. It was just, it was just a lot and I didn't pack it in. But like I'm glad I didn't because now I can kind of look at it more of analysis. But you're right, it was just so it was boom, you know. I, I don't know. Like you said, I think it's a deconstruction and the fact that it was all there that kind of was well, weird for me. As we kind of transition to it, let's let's talk about everyone's kind of experience with Miller in general, like uh your exposure to his work as as far I'm sure it varies up and down. Our little screen here. Kyle, what about you? I like what he does is he shows the, the human side to everything. So everything has this, you know, this limit. And you know that there's a limit and there's this, in the background, there's always this friction of something. Mm -hmm. And he does that real good of that human aspect of it. I've heard people say um, that, well, not, not people. I saw a, uh, an article online that said this is, uh, you know, more of the death of the golden age comic hero, you know, mm. this type of story, which is very interesting that they're still saying that. Uh, I felt like that died a long time ago. I felt like that died in the eighties with Alan Moore and, you know, Frank Miller. So not to be um, confused with Mark Miller. Yeah. But that people well, are Frank saying it's de de and death Miller? of the hero. Yeah. I think well, it's, it's weird. Just, it's 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 almost like television has kind of moved us through that mini cycle through the from the golden age to the death of that in a fifteen year uh, time frame or a twenty year time frame, uh, where we're seeing the boys, we're seeing them pull these uh, death of the golden age hero or deconstruction of the hero, and those are becoming invincible. The boys, uh, Jupiter's legacy is um, Umbrella Academy in, in certain ways as well. These things are 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 just as many in number as the traditional hero. Yeah, you're right. I mean, even Falcon Winter Soldier, I mean, they did it from a different perspective, but you could mm -hmm. look at that, like what makes a hero against, you know, the comparison of what was. And yeah, I mean, I'm ready for the superhero stuff that's just not going to dive in. Like, just give it to me and let's go, you know? So, yeah. yeah, but no, actually, it's funny that you referenced that, Travis, because I was actually talking to Kyle about it earlier this week about Mark Miller, you know, that we're doing the top five and everything. I'm sitting there going like, I'm actually not that, high on him like there's a few things i like but not enough to make a top five and like you know kyle's ramming off a oh, while like this and this i'm like that's cool but like for me it's weird like i feel like he touches in and maybe it's my own personal taste but he goes into the human element in these comics right you look at civil war and, and and the character breakdowns there you look at like even old man logan but let's say um more specifically superman red son and for me maybe it's a different beat than what i'm interested in because i'm like i right, just kind of keep it moving along and not so much as introspection but you're right. Like that is his MO. That is his, you know, that's his thing. Well, before we get into the top five, let's uh, take a look at some other, you know, his properties that we're going to be seeing on Netflix soon. Um, I don't know how spot on this article is, but uh, Miller World Netflix shows and movies in development. Super Crooks is one of them. It's going to be an anime series. 
Um, oh, so it is a different format. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about okay. Uh, American Jesus. Oh, sorry. It says here in May for for uh, uh, Super Crooks. It says in May 2021, Miller revealed season one will consist of 13 30-minute episodes that you'll be able to watch the show first at the Annecy Festival in June. So 13 30-minute anime episodes for mm-hmm. Super Crooks. American Jesus is going to be a TV series. Uh, filming began in 2019 in Mexico and wrapped in February of 2020. So that one is in post-production, it looks like. So that's kind of cool. Uh, the Magic Order, a TV series. This one looks interesting. That's a recent. It's more of one of his recent works. Yeah. Uh, it says here, filming was set to get underway as soon as filming continues after COVID disrupted most productions. However, in October 2020, Netflix announced it would not be moving forward with the project due to numerous factors. If we didn't rule out revisiting it in the future, and in May 2021, Miller confirmed the series was back in development, saying that we should be getting our new writer's room very shortly. So at least we're going to get this series coming soon so yeah, any magic shows typically have a higher budget too and and require kind of more wheels spinning in the production of it yeah it looks like it's going to be a cartoon as well so that's cool. well the no this, this is, just is a trailer a, yeah yeah this oh. is just a little teaser they've done thing. that for a lot of his stuff they'll do like this the stop not stop motion but the yeah just shows. showing his comic book style stuff all i know is, is miller god i'm never going to get used to saying that's that. fine you do you do you do kyle I'm going to. Well, reborn, Kyle, I'm excited about. Yeah, Reborn is going to be a movie, so that's cool. Um, I haven't read Reborn. I got a feeling maybe I'll hear Kyle talk about it in a little bit. Yeah, it was Sharky good, the Bounty Hunter. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You might hear you might hear a little more on that later. Yes, uh, Huck. There we go. There's your Huck. So that's coming. You might hear a little more in, on that later. In development, Empress is a movie in development. Prodigy is a movie. In development, space, space bandits to be determined, and that's it. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, look at that art on space bandits. I'm not, a, I haven't seen that, but that doesn't, that, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't look good, does it? Movie. It looks old school, uh, yeah, like well, then, for the most part, he gets really good artists to team up with him. Oh, yeah, that's that's, I think, in looking and thinking about uh, Miller today for this, this conversation, and same with uh, Corbin, I was looking at kind of his whole you know, career. And I was like, Oh, you know what? I thought there was more in there than was in there. And it might be because I'm confusing Frank Miller books with some of those. I'm like, Oh, that was Frank Miller, not Mark Miller. Right. Um, But undoubtedly is able to attract or get these amazing artists. Um, And so when you look at uh, Mark Miller as a storyteller, there a lot of this stuff has that kind of cynicism to it, that underlying cynicism to it, that tongue and cheekness uh, of the medium itself. But, you know, you're talking about Sean Murphy, or Raphael Albuquerque. I mean, just, just the, the who's who of top artistic talent. And in the comic book medium, it's, it can be hard to separate a good, what a good writer from the artists that they're, they're tagged with. And if you had to take a these uh, Miller stories and put them in the hands of a less competent art artist, obviously they, that's part of the comics. It wouldn't sell as well, or maybe be as highly uh, lauded. But would would he be among the top talent? Would he have gotten this Netflix deal if there wasn't 
those top visual artists doing that. And I think, I think, yeah, I think he's got, I think he's got a shot. I, I think that Miller is really middle ground. He does a lot of things that some like Ennis, like Garth Ennis, that ultra violence is like, that's part of one of Ennis's wheelhouse. And Miller does that not as well as Ennis. Miller does a lot of things, a lot of various things, not at the highest level of, so he's not, I don't think he's the best at anything, that, but that's, he's that's... super competent at everything. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's like, it's like a B plus nice, student. well-rounded writer. B plus student. Very all yes, the way very around. Well. You walk in, like you own the place and you're a solid B plus, but you know what? Like it is what it is. High school. And, career, it, anyway. and the premise for oh, his Mark creator. Mark. Own, he usually has some pretty dope premises for his creator own stuff. Like just the general premise of his mm -hmm. creator own stuff is pretty cool so it's a b plus student like who's cool mm -hmm. yeah like you don't get mad <laughs> he comes in with the swag of someone yeah. who's just acing everything and he's yeah. not quite acing everything but he's so cool you like you know what i we cool we give you that and you're not disappointed you don't feel like he's like you could be an a student but you're not you're not uh you're uh, mm -hmm. you're you're <laughs> there's no after effects there's no bad taste you could be an a student but right now you're sitting at a nice B plus Mark Miller. And you have such a great personality, we don't even care. And you're Scottish. As long as you keep a good artist coming with your books, Mark Miller, your B plus status is technically an A. And if so those artists, artists if those artists know that their work is automatically gonna get greenlit for a uh, uh, a project, uh, then he's going to keep attracting those those artists. 100%. <laughs> I heard yeah. that Netflix is actually going to subsidize a lot because he's in his deal. He has to come up with certain movie scripts and TV scripts, but a, a percentage of those also have to be done in comics. That was in the deal. And to do that, Netflix is also fitting the bill to some of those artistic uh, artists to sweeten the pot so he only gets the best of the best of those new things that are going to be made in order to attract more attention to them. So he's only going to be getting the best from now on if if artists want to work for a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about you guys want to get exactly. it? You guys want to uh, ride this into our top five? Yeah. I, 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 it would be yeah. weird to come. It would be weird to come back to it. Wow, so coming for me. Wow. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I didn't need that Dog attack. But... Like Corbin walking into a movie theater. <laughs> like, that just hit me, my game. And You're right. Okay, okay, guys. I see you. Welcome, man. Uh, oh, all right, who boy, wants to go yeah. first? I mean, I'll throw myself out because I didn't actually like a traditional top five. I know about Mar Miller, and we talked about it. I just had Mara mention about the top three, which for me, and this is kind of ad-lib here, it's Old Man Logan. It's it's um, Civil War, and those are ones I like. And then I have Superman Red Sun just because of its like its meaning. But I actually knocked it because I, if and we know you know comic history, that's not even a he basically took that idea and ran with it. But that was already created. Nope, did. You know, at least the idea of Superman uh, back in the late 1980s, you know, with, with Brian Augustine and um, uh, Mark Wade. So I like the fact that he did that and carried it through. I think so much of the credit for that work, in my own personal opinion, for Miller, as far as like the praise for it, is on the idea and the execution. I have to knock some of the idea because for me, that was already hatched. It just took him, you know, a little bit of time to develop and bring it out. Um, but Civil War, look what it spawned. That'll be my, my, my number one, my kind of 
crowning thing for him. And the book, rereading it, it was just as good in terms of building up the story, adding tension, kind of picking sides and making you feel um, a variety of ways on prospective characters. So that, that was just my little uh, touch right there. And I'll do mine now, I guess, because I just put it on the screen. Interesting, <laughs> interesting Corbin choosing those the, the three. None of those are uh, creator-owned. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Sorry about that, Corbin. No, no, it's fine. I'm, I totally didn't mean to. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> but my top five, I started with MPH. I thought it was a very cool story that a uh, bunch of kids, pretty sure they're in Detroit. They find a drug that makes them go fast and, you know, everything that comes with it. thought it was a pretty cool story. I bought, there was a bunch of variants with it. So I bought all the variants that kind of go with this. I thought it was a very cool story. Yeah, I, I haven't read uh, MPH. Um, for a second, I'm like, oh, Chevy Chase. I'm like, oh, Chevy. <laughs> but it's, it's a pretty cool story. And then my next one is Hit Girl. Because... I'm just a big fan. This is, you know, these are kind of what really got me reading and enjoying Malara was Hit Girl and Kick-Ass, which Kick-Ass is on here as well. But I just think they're great stories. Reborn. I remember when Reborn went out, everybody was, I mean, just like I said, we'll go back to number four. He's got John Romita Jr. with this one. The art in this from Duncan is great. He's got, and then he's got uh, Ray Capullo. Doing I, I heard, Reborn, yeah, I heard Reborn was good. Uh, what's the premise behind Reborn? She remember? He's actually who dies, goes back inside this body of a different of this girl, and then is going through this whole thing. It's 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 pretty cool. A lot of the only thing with this one is there's a shit ton of variants that went with it. Okay. You remember that, Brian? Yeah, I remember the a couple of those variants sold for a pretty decent penny when they first came out, and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised cool. if they if when the, if we see a good trailer for this, that those some of those really jump back up. It's heavy fantasy, looks like, right? Yes. Kick ass! Everybody knows kick ass. It was a cool story. It was it was one of the ones where I was like, I it was just cool to see the real aspect of the person because you know he could get you know what i mean like it, it's and then my number one is it answers the, que the question of like what if you were a superhero hey it's not all it's cr cracked out to be go ahead exactly you get to see the the good and the bad with it you don't always get to you know it's not kind of rainbows and sunshine kind of thing it's but huck was my favorite it's mark Mark Miller, but you know, it was definitely because of Raphael Albuquerque that really got me to buy this. On top of this, had some of the coolest variants that went with it. it they went with the That's a cool variant right there, homage yeah, they did, style. They did the Goonies, they did ET, they did Ghostbusters, they did some really cool variants that went with um, Huck. So I can't wait to see Huck as a as a show. I think it's going to be fun, lighthearted. Another little superhero type of real person type of thing where it's, you know, you're seeing the up and the down and the backstory of it's actually really cool. So that was mine. Let me get rid of All this. Right. Uh, 
Travis, do you want to go? Yeah, sure. Uh, let me share my screen. And we'll do this one. Okay. So I don't know if that's pulled up. Okay, so I call this the the <laughs> definitive. I don't know why uh put the in quotes and not definitive, but it's the <laughs> definitive Martin Miller. It's it's the. All right, so you'll see a couple of things on here that we have seen before. If okay, so uh with Corbin, and I'm keeping track so we can come up with our top five in there. So that's two for old man Logan. Old man Logan, um, I really love it kind of reminds me of a book we're going to talk about today. I really love that that map style. Anytime there is a world, a United States, that's divided up into sections and we get to road trip through that, I think that's a good premise. I think Miller does that well. Um, there, it's, it's fun seeing these mutations of these characters. Uh, then, you know, we spawn Old Man Hawkeye out of that. So uh, solid one here. Sharky the Bounty Hunter. I put Sharky the Bounty Hunter number four. This book is... If Lobo and um, Big Trouble Little China, Jack Burton, were to screw and have a baby, uh, it'd probably be Sharky the, the the bounty hunter. It's, I mean, it's not completely an original as far as like let's take a like a tough talking, hard drinking, chain smoking bounty hunter, put him in space. Well, well, yes precious cargo uh he's got to get everywhere he's got to compete with other bounty hunters but i think it allows miller to do some what he what he's kind of known for with that tongue-in-cheek that cynical that uh some off the wall violence grotesqueness in here but in a way that is also fun it feels like a 80s b movie uh but the art is fantastic in here and i'll be interested to see what form this takes on on Netflix? I think this could be, if put in the right hands, a hidden gem for for Netflix coming up. Uh, I feel like this character is a bit ultra masculine as well, and that will be interesting to see how that hits in today's society on Netflix. If people reject that, or if people embrace it, because it's we're kind of we're we're seeing less of that that now. Uh, there'll be a good litmus test for that. Um, I got to go uh, with my man, uh, Kyle, here. Uh, Huck is great. Uh, Raphael Albuquerque, Kyle, and I are both big fans of that. The art is fantastic on this. An odd, odd Miller book as far as the opposite of what you usually see from him. There is a lot of sincerity in here. It is him not writing a great character. Huck is a completely hero. We talk about that golden age hero. There is a nice little hook where he's a bit simple-minded of a character, uh, which is interesting, but also his character design with that jacket and that kind of rockabilly look is, is pretty dope. Um, Chrononauts, not mentioned yet. Uh, Chrononauts, uh, love this love this uh, book. Uh, huge uh, Sean Murphy fan, uh, especially kind of this early, you know, Tokyo Ghost, Chrononauts, before Bat uh, Batman White Knight. Uh, Sean Murphy. I'm not taking anything away from him on that, but this feels sketchier. It feels a little bit rawer. It feels a little punk rock Jesus, uh, Sean Sean Murphy. Uh, and I really love this. It's fun. I think this, if I had to put money on it, could be the breakout hit uh, of Netflix. Uh, well, actually, I don't think Netflix has this the rights to this. I think this is universal. I think he, I think he did this deal before. I think this was one of the books that before the comic even came out studios were optioning it and i believe universal optioned this as a movie uh, as they should have because it's got 
a buddy comedy. It's these two um, time scientists figure out time travel. They go back through time and it's kind of like reality television. And they're kind of the, they're both kind of debonair, but of our generation kind of humor guys going back and forth. I guess uh, it's a bad comparison, but like a, Wet, it's like wedding crashers in time travel. I don't know. That's a horrible. Don't, don't if you, <laughs> you want to read this book, don't, don't. I did the best I could. There you go. Marco, I did the best I could. Turn around. Keep looking at the wall. This guy. Well, he's still well, giving me. I will say this, Travis. I agree a thousand percent on on that uh, about the the Chrononut stock. This book, when it came out, was awesome. Uh, a lot of people in the this you know these circles were talking about this book when it came out. Um, but what was kind of interesting, what you said about the the universal and the optioning is correct. But I think Netflix put out all four issues of the chrononauts or a chrononaut series uh does that sound right didn't the they second put out volume, the second because yes. the second volume was like 2019 Future so that Shop. was after yes. the deal yeah so they would they would own that huh yeah so we we might see chrononauts tv series eventually you never know you never know mm, i would like to see that i mean i love seeing both i'd love to see universal get a stab at it as well um and that might be a nice uh, test as well to see, like, let's take a Miller project, but Miller has less control over it. Let's see how it compares. Uh, and then finally, number one, uh, Corbin mentioned it earlier, Superman Red Sun. Uh, I have a hard time getting into Superman runs. Uh, I thought this was really good. Again, off-brand for Miller. There's a lot of sincerity into this. There's He weaves a lot of values into this. Uh, so it's, it's interesting that two off-brand Miller books made my way into the... Uh, number one and number three position there. Even uh, Chrononauts is a little bit, maybe a little more off-brand familiar as well. So those are my five. All right. Nice. Uh, I'll start mine off with uh, talk about Mark Miller's very first work. Uh, You guys know I love Creator First, and this isn't one of my lists, part of my list, but I I love talking about Creator First anytime we can speak spotlight creator i'm gonna talk about his first work this is his very first work as you guys probably are pretty familiar with miller is scottish uh he comes from that same kind of uh crew as quietly uh morrison you know those those type of guys a lot of uh early british magazine work uk magazine works 2000 ad crisis uh he did a lot of the future shock shit in 2000 ad so a lot of 2080 fans know of Mark Miller, but here's the funny thing. And I would have never thought this. And, uh, you know, if I didn't know this, but he is one of the. So this is a quote from uh, one of the best 2080 websites out there. It's called Heroes of 2080 uh, blog spot. It's a blog spot page. But the quote from that that page is. Uh, Miller is one of a small uh, group of people widely considered to be 2080's worst regular writers. <laughs> so here's a really famous writer that got his start in 2000 AD that is unlike Garth Ennis, who like you know was a big deal. Uh, Mark Miller is not a uh, 2000 AD. Uh, readers are not a fan of Mark Miller, which really surprised me. So if there's any 2080 fans, what's that? Do they give him a C then? What do you mean? Instead of a B plus? 
Well, I think I think I, I where you're getting at, Kyle, <laughs> is I think that the reason the AD didn't uh, uh, take a shine to him was because of he is a little bit more middle ground, even when he's being extreme, uh, as as com uh, compared to those guys who are like you had like something of your book had to be completely off the wall, completely original. And uh, Miller leans a lot on previous tropes, and uh, he he walks paths really well that have been tread before and that that doesn't always fly with 2080 fans yeah well and here's the crazy thing he had 218 total appearances in 2080 which is a lot uh but if you guys want to uh search out creator first like me here is mark miller's this is uh program 643 so issue 643 of 2080 Great job. Uh, 1989. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Old school, man. Old school. Yeah. So, all right. So, let's get into the top five here. Let's do this. That's a yeah. dope honorable mention. All right. So, here's my, I'm going to go backwards. This is my number one. All right. Mm. This is by far Mark Miller's best work, in my opinion. Authority to me is one of the top 20 all time comic series. Um, it, it was the one of the stories that I got into when I was kind of like just hanging out in the pool. You know, I wasn't really into comics anymore and I was looking for more adult tales. And I remember rereading these when the absolute editions came out and just totally fell in love with the series again. The authority series was started, wasn't started by Miller. Um, it was started by, um, God damn it, I'm spacing on his name. Grant, not Grant, um, but no. uh, 2080 writer as well. Um, Transmetropolitan. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, chat, it's on the tip of my tongue. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, hold on. I, I was looking to see if I could find the name. You All jogged right. your memory on the yeah, absolute yeah, edition yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, the absolute edition, right? <laughs> yeah. So anyways, uh, uh, Miller and Quitely took over in uh, at issue 13. And Warren Ellis. The, Warren Ellis, thank oh, you. Yes, Warren happen. Ellis created the authority. Uh, I had to look it up. One of the awesome things about the authority that I love is uh, three of my favorite characters. Well, two two of my favorite two really of my favorite characters got spawned out of the series, but three of my all time favorite characters kind of like grew up, just blew up in this series, and and their stories got good. Uh, obviously, everybody knows about Apollo and Midnighter, and I really want to talk about Apollo and storyline. Yeah, yeah, I really want to talk about Apollo and Midnighter because. Um, a couple of shows on the network in the last couple of months, we have kind of talked about the forcing of certain things in comics, whether it's sexuality, race, color, whatever, right? Um, when it comes to the whole sexuality thing, this is a perfect example to me of how you can do things right. This was so unforced that I don't ever remember thinking anything other than like, I really enjoy these characters. I never thought like, like wow, this seems like a, a play for money or this seems so cheesy or the characters like a Buffy Drake Iceman kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. And, and, and listen, uh, don't get me wrong. I love some of the creators out there that wrote some of those works, um, especially, um, you know, the Iceman work, uh, who is a, a friend of the show and absolute geek. So uh, I'm spacing on his name, Kyle, Matt's friend uh, that did the Iceman book. Anyways. Oh, Cena. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Okay. Cena Grace. Yeah, Jesus. I, 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 listen, you guys, uh, the, 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 the cannabis is strong in this one. So uh, <laughs> I forget a lot. 
But anyways, the Apollo and Midnighter were such great characters. And the thing I loved about them is he kind of like, they were so brutal in this too. Like Midnighter is such a brutal character. And and they tried to pull Midnighter over into DC. It didn't really work. But uh, this series was so great. The third character is this guy right here. Uh, awesome character. And, and it, it, I'm going to give the chat a chance to... Uh, look up this character's first appearance, uh, an, an old school image character, Mr. Majestic. Um, I love Mr. Majestic. Great character, basically Superman. They did some great runs with him, but this authority run put all these great characters together. Great, great book. Go check it out. Uh, but you're right. It is kind of like an old school uh, Justice League type uh, thing right i think uh, i think i think brian this would probably make their way onto a lot of people's uh top five miller list i mean yeah. this is where he kind of breaks through it's yeah. not where it kind of that uh, because this is his breakthrough yeah number two uh we've seen it on a lot of lists red sun red sun uh was such a great elseworlds tale when it came out i remember geeking out about this book so much when it first came out that um i kept i bought a set of three just to not even open and get the crease on because these are like the 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 prestige type trade format type books really thick get that thick cover and as soon as you open it up puts a crease and i remember just and i got my personal copies uh signed by dave johnson because the these are some of the best dave johnson covers and and the story was so good and i remember geeking out when the action figures came out like just iconic really good story we've talked about it you know each each person's already talked about this book but uh, really good stuff um number three there you go add, add another tick to the list got it yeah this story was just when when this story came out i feel like when this story came out this was like it was like a flip it was like a 180 to where we are now i felt like everything was good in comics was coming from dc and this was one of the few titles coming from marvel at the time that was really fucking good and people were talking about the story way before the spec value on any of this stuff and not only that it had michael turner covers you know what i mean like yeah. the michael turner covers on this stuff it was crazy it was it, such a good series and travis is 100 percent right when you create that world that universe that you know the whole story the the road trip thing it had all those great writing tropes that just are are so good in a story with comic people it, awesome absolutely it's, awesome the thing about that is you build that that map out and then you're like you're gonna you know you're gonna see some of those places and you know you're not gonna see some of those so what so what when you finish the book you still get to kind of daydream about like what would the canadian wilderness be when it's run by blah 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 you know <laughs> and and well not only that what i also loved is how dark it was like the mysterio thing was so dark yeah. or the hulk oh god the hulk thing everything about it was just super dark <laughs> the captain america flashback scene like yeah. death yeah so good uh, just great stuff. Oh, number three on the list. All right. So number four and five, it's kind of a stretch. Um, number four is, oh, my bad. Kingsman. All right. And uh, this is where I kind of broke a little bit of the rules. I love this more because of that first movie. That first movie was so good. And and it spawned that first movie. So I just really loved that whole thing. It was such a great idea. Um, 
So just a really good idea from Mark Miller. And of course, I'm a big fan of Dave Gibbons uh, artwork. I'll always be a fan of Dave Gibbons. So Kingsman, the secret service is number it's four. And my uh, honorable mention list because it was, it's so good. Well, this one is kind of interesting because this book really pissed me off with the complete utter ripoff of Eminem, Eminem as that main character in this book. And I hated it so much that I went, ah, and this is when it was coming out. And I went, I got to read this. And then I read it and I went, holy shit, this is good. Like, this is so good. Uh, then the, uh, uh, and this book was really uh, people were talking about this book big time when this book was coming out. So this book uh, was really good. Spawned a, a, a good movie, a decent movie. It wasn't terrible. It could have been better, but a really good series. But it just blew me away how uh, uh, like the, the Eminem thing at the time was just really crazy to see that in the comics. So, but that is my top five. And uh, I guess that ends the top five list. Yeah. yeah. It looks like we have coming in uh, a tie with uh Three votes is Old Man Logan and Superman Red Sun. Uh, and then we have Huck uh, with two votes. And then the rest uh, all got uh, at least one vote. So we have three on there that we, we put on the list. But also, between all four of our lists, gentlemen, you got a nice little sampling of Miller there. Amen. Yeah. Good I was segment. really surprised. Yeah. I was really surprised. I thought we were going to see like the same four books. So yeah. good job. I hope this redeems our Joker covers, Kyle. <laughs> oh, well, 54 live viewers uh, make sure you guys hit that like button uh if you're not subscribed please you know hopefully you guys like the channel the show enough to choose to hit that subscribe button this time it really helps us out uh a, a large portion of our viewers are non-subscribers and uh subscribers also help out in the youtube algorithm so Please uh, hit that sub button. Yes. All right. You guys want to get into the next comic review segment? I'm going to go take a smoke break real quick while you guys get into comic reviews because. Uh, Brian doesn't read comics. I don't read comics. <laughs> <laughs> no, not with that complexion. With that complexion, this fool reads comics. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm too busy. Uh, I'm too busy uh, being a professional. You, you know what? Like anybody that's that's like, uh, yeah, I uh, have a com. I uh, help uh, run a YouTube comic website, and don't read comics. I would get uh, uh, people would get pissed. So you know, don't don't feel bad. I do read comics, just not these ones. Just not the ones that we're talking about. Which I mean, yeah, DC's putting out some heat lately, so I'm kind of disappointed. But yeah, still. yeah. All right, I'll be right back. Go cool, go. Cool. All right, everybody. Um, so, why why he's on a smoke break? <laughs> it's literally says smoke break. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I think we'll start with Future State Gotham. Okay. Okay. That's just Let's Corbin, it's just Corbin gossip. territory. Corbin I am back, y'all. You know, Travis, this is where I reside. DC, man, like, just props to DC. How many of us love Future State? Show a hint. Actually, don't. Um, I, Future State, man, uh-huh. This was my got, favorite God? book of the week. I'm, I'm going to say, listen, Future State was kind of rushed. It, it had some it had some issues, you know, in general, but I like the fact that they are continuing with a series like this that we can kind of spawn off in. So, Future Gotham, number one, 
Uh, story by Joshua Williamson. Uh, you also had Dennis Culver helping with that. Art, bear with me. Giannis Milolono Giannis. Nailed it. Katrico Otomo. Thank you. Katrino, whatever. I tried my best, you know. Like Katrino and put it in your pocket. Never Woo! let it fade away. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> I, I, you know what's sad? I kind of practiced this earlier to kind of get it right, and look what I did. Anyway, I like it. Thank you. All right, so Future State Gotham. Um, again, this event is just a glimpse into one possible future of the DC universe. So again, it's it's my favorite. It's that largely dystopian area where you know superheroes are banned and crime is rampant, and it's just this type of punkish kind of feel. Um, anyways. This story specifically is that because remember the magistrate from that just so well done the next Batman series. Okay, anyways, he's criminalized superheroes <laughs> and he's established a surveillance state. Um, but of course, those things never work. So you know, you still have folks running rampant and you have vigilantes as well. And of course, the magistrate in his great wisdom is like, no, we need to focus on these vigilantes because they're running wild and we just need to ban them. Also, These vigilantes are running wild. Exactly. Forget <laughs> it's the an ominous so, night for the vigilantes. Just end it. So, what they do, they, you know, the the magistrate, his team of peacekeepers. Um, the the Bat family have had their issues with the peacekeepers. If you've read again, various issues of during the Gotham, um, during the um DC Future State Initiative. But <laughs> in this one, uh, Red Hood's in the middle of it. He's been yeah. dispatched to take care of the bad family to hunt down the vigilantes but it starts with him he's recruited. fighting yeah, exactly. he's he's recruited. yeah yes but it starts with him uh fighting this giant like mecha scarface which and they said kinda... mecha. they said mecha scarface and i'm like i don't read all this stuff like that has that been a thing in the past or is it they did they, they just casually float throw they in just, the term like mecha Garfield. Yeah, they just, they just, it was they a ladder. Just it was a ladder. No, I, do. I wasn't a super. I liked the art style. It was kind of jarring to see the black and white just out of nowhere for me. Um, but I also love. Shout out to, to two things here, and this doesn't get a lot of attention in my opinion. First, the artwork's amazing, right? But the lettering in this is bomb. I mean, if you've watched Batman the Animated Series, you know Scarface. You know how he, like, I heard it in that voice, like, the way I was reading it. And you see, you know, you have the difference between, you know, the Red Hood talking as a normal person would yeah. and this giant mecha doing it that way. And the bullets in these. Um, Corbin, so yeah. I, know, I know you watched Batman Animated Series, so you have an yes. idea of, of how Scarface uh, would talk here. But yeah. how would a mecha, I mean, how would a mecha, Scarface sound in I this feel line. Like it, it'd be like a bigger. You got some dialogue right here on the screen. Well, no, because I'm gonna sound like an old black person. All my voices <laughs> that aren't me are old black people. Zip booty doo. Like it just sounds like I'm from the. <laughs> you get to I'm be like, to me, Red Hood. <laughs> Sound yes. like that, but I'm gonna sound like I'm in the back alley of Alabama or something. Yeah, how do you put Talk Italian? Me, Red Hood, like... <laughs> how do you put Italian mafia through like a giant robot? That'd be weird. I I don't know, but I yeah. I think it's dope, anyways. And like honestly, they have this kind of this beautiful illustration. They have this big kind of battle, but it causes a ton of collateral damage. Which briefly it leads to uh, Red Hood having what Marco Polo. Hey, Hey, you can only be a pirate for so long. I gotta stop commandeering <laughs> ships and I gotta come in here real quick. Because my man Corbin is back. Sir, is my bro. Back. Good to see you, man. Oh, it's good to see you. I'm sorry for interrupting the whole thing. But oh. I was on a ship. I took the mayor ship. 
I took the city council ship. I was all shipping up. <laughs> we had a flotilla going on, and I heard Corbin was on show. I said, no, out. no, no, I got to go. I got to oh, go. And then I heard you were reviewing DC, and I was like, oh, man, that's some garbage. Oh, man, I have to rep DC. That's, 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 come on now. But no. <laughs> so as you can see, we have let Marco out of the corner. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys making jokes about me while I'm <laughs> Oh, I was busy. Oh, I mean, yeah. look, hey, it's boat life, so I was really busy. I was really busy. Uh, but no, no, Corbin, go, 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 because I oh, okay. whatever you're gonna talk about, I'm gonna say, yeah, DC's garbage. So let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and that's okay. Anyway, this book. This one starts out with Red Hood. I'll, I'll go into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. He comes in to fight, and he does what Red Hood does, and he's he's not very nice about it. He comes in and he destroys the city like Super, you know, like superheroes do. It's not what they do. I mean, and it's not huge collateral damage. Yes, and he kind of gets a little shit about it. And as he's getting shit about wrecking the city, an explosion goes off. And as the explosion goes off, they run over to see what it's about, just like superheroes and. Guess who's back? Marco's back. Marco's back. Marco's back. Oh no! But uh, <laughs> you, you tried it. I'll give you. you I did. I tried. You tried it. All right. All right. Respect. But what, it, but what happens is, is the city is is uh, peacekeeper and uh, Red Hood go to it, and what happens is. And the explosion was in a in the form of a bat. Yeah, big surprise. Bat signal. Big surprise. Because <laughs> that's the only thing they're going to try to sell. Can we sell some flash here? I got books I need to sell tomorrow. Let's sell some flash, I mean, please. It all begins and ends with Batman. You know this, okay? I would right? agree, yeah. All right? But no, I actually like that illustration there, too, because it really shows... I mean, forget the obvious... Oh, who could have done such a thing? Who are they trying to pin this on? Like, we get that. But it really takes a moment to look at the scope of Gotham. And not just how big Gotham is from that perspective, but specifically the damage that is done to it. Like, that is a sizable amount that has been impacted. So you can imagine the devastation it's caused. You can imagine the lives that have been lost. And forget the fact... Insurance claims. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know how Gotham does it with all that stuff happening. But, like, of course you have a big target on the Bat family's back. But let's take a moment to look at how good this was done and realize that, wow, like, this freaks stuff up, you know? And I really liked the fact they were able to kind of show that devastation in, like, a really kind of um, just in-your-face type of way. Yes, it's very. It was very good. But so now, uh, Red Hood's got a. He he. I think he had a hard time believing that actually Batman did this. Mm-hmm. I heard uh, Phoenix is actually trying to do that with a big old Phoenix in the middle of their city too. They're trying to. Oh, that's right. Tell them, yeah. Travis. Yeah. Tell them the history of Marvel that DC's trying to copy. Do it. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think the one thing, it's it's weird. I like the fact that it, again, I, uh, my ending on the book, like you said, is going back to um, the Red Hood. I like the fact that it showed, even throughout the devastation, there were some scenes where you could see that he's trying to, yes, all day we back. Anyway, he's trying to, he still has like a hero side, you know? <laughs> you would think I did, no. He still has a hero side where he's like caring about people even while he's trying to get out of the blast radius. And Although I didn't like the end where immediately like, oh, Batman must die. You know, it goes to that just so quick. 
I think that you have another layer of complexity in this story, which is not just Red Hood sends out to, you know, attack and hunt his brothers in arms, but it's like, okay, if he's under the belief that Babin caused this, even though he has a hard time believing that, because of course, why wouldn't you? You have this thought that this isn't the Batman I remember. This is a totally different Gotham. You know, it's an alternate future. Like, this is something that could conceivably happen. It just brings another element in the character of Red Hood in this story. I also like how we get a Victor Von Red Hood here in this uh, <laughs> I, in this panel. Here. I thought the same thing, too. No, but hey, on a serious note, Corbin, I get all this shit. But look, <laughs> sometimes... Right, but sometimes it's this, like like DC, we're really reading funny books. Like, right? Like at some point, it's like, you know, I know sometimes people criticize about like how Marvel sometimes just floats it out over there. Yeah. Hits you over the head. But DC for real, man, like they're doing whatever the crap that thing is over at Marvel where they're doing the victory lap right now, right? Like, you gotta come with a little bit better than this. We don't need the third line story thinking too much. It's a comic book. If I wanna think. I'll read a novel, which I do. <laughs> so, like, I don't need a novel in my funny pages. You know what I mean? I mean, tell that to Tinian because he writes forever in his. Oh. But no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joker 3, check that. Anyway, but to get back, yeah, like you said, I, and you know what? I can see that, too. There's a lot there. I Whoa. think DC's trying to. Yeah, Kyle? What about, oh, no, what about calling it Go Gotham? Like, uh, do, we, do we, I mean, the title of this, is it an appropriate title for the, the feel and tone of this book? So here's the thing for me. It's a different – the fact that you even went with this black and white noir slash manga style mm -hmm. gives it its own feel entirely. Nice. So that's why I kind of look at like a totally different book, you know? But the mm -hmm. fact that it's future state just gives it – just gives DC, as Marco said, kind of um, reason to make this book all serious and, you know, go with that dystopian, really lean into that <laughs> garter belt. <laughs> lean into that type of story in a way that they aren't with their other books, at least with that level of, uh, or that degree of, oh, everything's all bad. But like the style itself, I think lends itself to a different book entirely. I will give you this, uh, Corbin. This is, uh, you know, you talked about that, you use that term noir. And even here in this, what we see on this page, we have those noir blinds, right? Key, that, mm -hmm. that contrast, the heavy darks and those lights yeah. and those blinds, which is any 1940s, 50s noir film, you have those blinds. <laughs> but it's, touches of art like stylistic aesthetic noir but the story isn't noir so it's interesting combination of of normally you get like a detective story and then you have some superhero elements in it here you're getting a superhero story with some noir aesthetic in it and it's yes. kind of a it's it's the um the mixture of the two is is different in this yeah i, I have one question i have one question Kyle, uh, I've been here an hour and ten minutes, and we get two smart, really smart people on here making us real dumb while I'm commandeering boats out here. What, what, what's going on? Why are these guys having the most intelligent conversation on this channel? What, what, what would you let happen here? I, I, uh, I just, I let it skew, man. I'm people sorry. are gonna start buying DC books at this point. I don't know. What's <laughs> going. Hey, there we go. There we go. No, I. <laughs> I actually wanted to ask um, you, Travis. Okay, when you saw, and if we, I don't know if we go back to that slide, but looking at Mecca, um, Mecca Scarface. Scarface. Thank you. Do you see shades almost like animation-wise? And I am by no means an animation, illustration, whatever mm -hmm. master. But because I work at a library and just happened to run across some of these books, there was like a little bit of an Astro Boy feel in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And that, that's I mean, what this book is. And having it be in this black and white and all these different genres in here, I mean... I guess you could argue that it for a second read through as a single issue comic 
being able to go in there and pick out the influences would be fun. But do they do they meld together well for the story is the ultimate question. So I think there is some fun callbacks and some artistic references, but that, like I don't understand what they're bo- like boiling this all into. I see what you mean. Um, honestly, I'm with you at the end of the book, you know, like, and I guess I kind of go back to where Marco, like you have these ideas, you're kind of, I, I give DC a, a, a point, of course I would, but I give them a point for trying it differently because this is the first book like that I'm looking at that in that style, but if it doesn't lend itself to, I'm going to read the next one, if it doesn't end in like a finish that's like, oh wow, they tried something, you know, more of a, out of a limb than just the artwork, then it is, okay, what is the end game here, you know? You know what? You know what we need to do is get Nick Hart on this to, 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 to discuss this, it, but because he's more of this style. But, like, what I'm saying is, like, you're trying to go off, and I know I'm an old Krug Mudget, like, I get it, man. Like, I understand I'm old as shit. I don't get some of this stuff. I don't understand why you got small boots. You're a boat guy. I, I know it's not, I know what type <laughs> of style it is, like, where you get the big knees. Like, I get it, yes. I understand all this, but my problem is this. If you're going to attract this type of customer to your your uh, funny book, like, you didn't do it well with the ending. You didn't, once again, DC, hey, okay, I'll start to read you, but then you don't stick the ending, and I, I don't understand it. Because, like, Marvel literally walked around, like, last week, Marvel released a book that gave DC them. It's the biggest troll you've ever seen. If you haven't watched last week's video, go check it out. But they literally okay. trolled you so hard, so hard, and you you do pretty good here. You come back and you're like, "Listen, no, we're the art comic. We are the comic that makes sense. We are the comic book fans comic, and we attract everybody from young people to older." And then you don't stick the end, land, landing on this book, man. I'm gonna give you I, my I be- I'm gonna give you my best, Dennis Miller. This book stuck the landing like Robin's trapeze parents. Goo. take that put it next to my america starface yeah for all those that don't know because they don't read dc his parents died motherfucker so like there you go i thought corbin enjoyed this panel the best because you know batman forever is playing at the monarch all day shout out to kyle for pointing that out yes i saw that i I think i found your girlfriend there was some chick that told me about batman forever i was like i know this dude Dude, and she goes, give me the digits. Did no, you see she goes, did you she see goes, yeah, yeah, what's up? when you said that? I said, Arizona. <laughs> she goes, nah, dude, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, did you wow. see Corbin's face when you said that? He literally looked up in the, in the panel. He's like, <laughs> like, you like, you I'm were literally on it, top man. of him in his apartment. He's like, what? I'm trying, bro. <laughs> I go, he lives in Arizona. She goes, nah, I'm good. She literally oh, said, nah, wow. I'm good. I was like, it's over. I'm, sorry. I'm crushed, Marco. <laughs> wait, a, wait a, Wow. I'm hopeless. I'm again. trying. Listen, you're, not, you're not. You're not. You're not. I just, <laughs> we'll, you. we'll find you it. But we'll make I, it happen. I won't I back do down. Batman Forever. That was a nice look. And 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 here's my thing. I like the fact that they had that there. So I'm, I'm going to pour one out, Marco, later on that story. But, like, <laughs> like, for real, I think you're right. Like, and not only the detail there, it just, okay, did, after the book, you guys saw that little extra story at the end, right? I mean, yes, I, 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 love, I love the extra book. shit. Yeah, yes. that's just that is fantastic. Yes, I like the fact they did, the, especially going to have this stupid. I don't like the DC attaches these side stories that no one really cares about at the end of the books. We're going to talk about that more with Joker and that punchline story that I'm really kind of done with already. But like, in the sense of having one, if you're going to have a story that going out there, then you kind of go with the master of the craft because that story was actually really nice. And if you look at the artwork there, it is superior to. The Red Hood story, in my opinion, which Katsu- kind of knocks. Katsuhiro, uh, I want to give a shout out. Katsuhiro uh, Otomo. Katsuhiro okay. Otomo. See, I'm yeah. glad you said it. Then there you go. And like, 
I, I get the fact that because he that story is like he is like a master of that craft that it should be there art style story boom but it almost makes the other story kind of give like a knock because like oh well oh you got some Marco oh I do because <laughs> Joe's trying to call me out here Joe when DC puts out something like Hero Reborn like Marvel does it starts just <laughs> pulling down their pants and come talk to me like they can do whatever they want their books are selling they're selling. They are. Go to comic book store. And number two, <laughs> like their movies are selling, their TV shows are selling, Disney Plus ain't been hotter than it's ever been before. So, like, I get it, but, like, DC has to have, like, Corbin just explained it, right? Like, the backstories in a lot of these books, we talked about it last week, the, the little, little three-page cuts are more exciting than the actual storyline, man. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? What are we doing? You don't, I, don't give your books to company men, storytellers. Give them to our tours. Give give them to people who who have a, a vision to the. Oh, that's oh, wait, wait, no, wait, no, 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 Travis. I come on here. To learn it's like I'm being educated again. Like I've been away too long. I come back and it's back. like, oh yes, I did. Yes, yes, yes. My education's coming back. It's nice. I like it. Is that Go a ahead. good thing? Sorry, can someone interpret comics are fun? Is, is he being funny? Is he trying to be nice? I'll no. give away some cover list. He's being he's nice. Funny. He's a very good guy. Marco, oh, awesome. Thank you, man. Oh, it's not me in there, but I'm in there. Beautiful. No, comic. Hey, listen, real quickly. Stick Boy, he's one of our people. He's one of the, the Dark Side crew, and he is a very oh, wow. good dude. What's up? So he, he's legit. Like, Love if he says guy. something, he's legit. He's a good cat. All right. Got it. Cool. All right. Yeah. He's okay. got coverless books. Coverless <laughs> books are. Do you know Those what they're going for? Yeah, coverless book. It's ridiculous. The last little bit I sold of coverless book, Silver Age. I think I pulled a. a, a, a we ain't gonna talk about because the IRS is still already knocking on my door. But I'm telling you, it's it's good money. It's good money. No, no, it's boat money. That's some boat money right there. IRS. We're listening, Marco. The IRS is never listening. And plus, I got people for that shit, anyways. Exact. But yeah, all in all, I mean, I, I would I would grade that book pretty good. Red Hood, uh, nice. Future State but Gotham. I, mean, I thought I, it was pretty. The decent. part that I liked is once he got up there and he was looking for Batman, they had this agreement that when shit hit the fan, that they would meet up. But it actually wasn't. It wasn't Batman up there. It was actually the Bat Family and fucking Dick Grayson hits fucking Todd in the back of the head and knocks. Him, you just want to see Dick fights a little bit. You wanted to see a little bit of Dick. Yes. You know I, see, I told you the fucking joke was coming. You know what I would pay for is the third mass, that, that end story. I would pay for that in newspaper print, like a newspaper paper. Oh, wow. Just like four giant treasury pages book. of that. Yeah, yeah treasury, treasury book. book. Yeah, yep, yeah. Treasury book. Yep, absolutely. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, I thought it was decent. It would be cool if they fucking did it. Oh, no, I'm saying the idea is cool. No, no, I, yeah. I get what you're yeah. saying. Never gonna, I mean, that's cool. Or even like, I mean, uh, um, what's the name I mentioned earlier with his... um. Brian, like an absolute kind of edition or noir, you know, even those like regular book, just bigger and just where you can really focus on the detail. Yeah. And it's not like they have to make that book black and white because it already is something yeah. like that. I would like, I'll take, I'll take French size, give this author like 60 pages, French size. We'll put that in there. I thought this actually ended up being a very good story. I agree. It, it just is a story that was good. That could have been better, you know? But uh, props to them for trying something different. I'm excited to see where it goes. And I will say, like, it was drawing at first to see that the black and white was what it was going to be. But looking back on it now, I'm happy they did that. It is something different. It's something fresh. And it gives you a chance to appreciate the art more, in my opinion. I agree. I think the art, honestly, that's the one thing that I will agree with. Like, the art was good. The problem is, 
And Corbin, we've been going over a lot of these. Thank God you're back. Because, man, if I had to say one more good word about DC Books. Listen, I appreciate you trying to carry on the fight. Brother, man, you know, hey, you know, I one love. Like, I love you to death. But if I have to try to still give this thing up for DC, like, because they let me down all the time. And I'm I'm an old man. Like, I'm just done with it. Like, dude, look, man, I'm trying. Look, this is all DC back here. I want to sell it, right? I want to sell it, right? But, like, I can't do it when they, they do this, where they give you a little bit. They come out with some great art. They come out mm-hmm. with a, a, something that seems like it's going to be a great storyline. Mm-hmm. And then they cates it. They That's what I'm calling from now. They they Johnny <laughs> cates it. There ain't no ending. They Shout don't to that. The ending. That's true. It's like they're so excited about the idea that they don't realize that it has to end at some point. So they just go, we're done. Like they just dropped the pen. Yeah. But not because they had a plan, but because time's up. And plan. it could be bad. But like now you're getting like it's getting to like, look, dude, it is sad. Heroes Reborn, if you have read that, is literally the like, hey, bend over DC book. Like, we are just making fun of you. You're the little sister. We don't care. Like, they are so mocking it. It's fine. I was, this week, I talked to four people, and they're like, Heroes Reborn, wasn't that the the thing that failed two or three times? They go, yeah, it ain't failing this time. Like, DC's (laughs) got to do something. And I think all of us want them to do something a little bit better. And they have the stuff. Last week's book we reviewed the back half was really good. This week's book, the art was really cool. I like how they do the Magnus style in it, but like come please. I feel like they're pitching, I feel like they're pitching story premise and not story arcs. I feel like they're like, oh, they come into meeting, like, here's the premise, and they're like, go run with it. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's hear the arc. Let's hear your vision for it. Yeah. Yeah, like let's get at least a fucking arc. Mm -hmm. Dude, what's the what's the one with Damian Wayne's and the the other one, the other jerk off kid? Uh uh, Super Sons? What? Super Sons. Uh, yeah. Seven, seven, they canceled it. They canceled it after episode. Like, the first book was dope as shit. Like, everybody bought it out. They canceled it after two. What the fuck are you doing? Sorry. Well, it's past yeah. an hour. I can swear. Okay. So, but what are you doing? Like, that book hour. had heat on it. That book had heat on it, and you're canceling a series that was very popular in fans. Like, I don't know what you thought about it, Corbin, but, like, I, I don't... I'm not particularly fond of of DC books, but it was a good solid book. It was a read. You I know what I mean? Good, and I'm not even a Super Sons fan, really. Like yeah, that dynamic right. for me is okay. But that's you what know, you want to get. You mm-hmm. want to get people who aren't directly fans of this stuff in there. And they canceled it before two even came. Like even if you're gonna cancel it, cancel it at six. So people like yeah. are like rushing for the seventh and, and sell it out. Because but you're too busy like, running to another idea that's going to catch light right. in the bottle. That's what DC wants, like you said, Michael. And that's kind of to their detriment. I mean, Future say I actually thought was a was a bold idea. What it, the problem was that they tried to play it safe when they should have really went crazy, and they went crazy in some ways where they probably should have been more conservative. But like in general, yeah, Dwayne Marvel's trolling. Dwayne's my man, yeah. man. Dwayne's yeah, my Dwayne. man. Too. I mean, I can't argue it. It's yeah, it's it's there. We got to hook like, up sometimes. I got to meet this guy. All right, go ahead. <laughs> but like, no, I'm, I'm right <laughs> with you in the sense that like DC does need to figure it out. And Travis would say it. You come up with these ideas, and it's great. An idea is good for an issue. An idea is good for two, but an arc is several. You want to have a full, you know, you're you're making these stories for trades. And I think they sort of realize that, but they don't really realize that. You know, do they? Because what trade's going for DC right? Like Marvel will sell you a crappy ass trade for twenty-two dollars or twenty. I, I mean, DC, and quickly and quickly yeah. they'll do it. I mean, that shit DC's out there. make yeah. the trades they're making just kind of suck. They have one for Joker War already out. They have one before. You know, they have uh, all the Joker War is a thing. That was a thing. That was a trade, and and I'm not buying that trade because in my mind I remember reading it going, okay, but you haven't done anything. Like you know, there wasn't a war, there hasn't been anything. There's te- like, and they they got that done, and they got out on a hardcover just like that. Like DC's king on that. Like I enjoyed the fact they did the Tales from the Dog multiverse. 
I thought that was cool. But that was cool because that was like an anthology thing. They kind of focus on one idea under the scope of, okay, we're going to take a story and make it dark. And they did that and went to trade. And then they went and too quickly jumped into another one. And the last like four or five uh, entries into that, uh, Batman Hush, there's a few others, I thought were lacking. So yeah. it's, it's, it's like they're really quick on just trying to get in there. And like you said, Charles, not really focusing on the art. And that comes to bite them because they're still putting it out as a trade. And then you have these lackluster books that you're like, or a random, they make a trade out of a random assortment of various titles and they call that a trade. And they put they put a cool title on it and a cool cover, and then you're like, What the fuck am I reading here? Exactly, exactly. You you get you get a seven issues in that and and each one teases something, and then you get to the end of the book and nothing has happened. You know, yeah. it's like taking that serial style writing, taking those TV episodes and just milking it to the absolute limit because you know that there isn't even at the end of Joker War, and I don't want to go too deep into those weeds again, but Nothing changed. You introduced a new character every other uh, one. Nothing got resolved. You wanted to keep those new characters that you brought in because you want to spin them off into other stories. We had Punchline brought in all this fanfare for Punchline. Now she's a backup in a story like Joker. You know, it, it's just, it's a lot. And, and like you said, if if, these, if Batman wasn't there, and I hate to hate on Batman, but if he wasn't, DC's numbers would be even lower. So, yeah. No, if, I, if, if I was a writer at DC, I don't understand why they aren't pressing the importance of arcs especially how these stories are being pulled for uh multimedia across the board the power of the story arc itself has never been more powerful and more lucrative for these uh, writers and they're still dicking around with these like here's a couple off ones here's a couple off we'll package this together call it an arc no one's gonna take that like we they go in the the other you know, multimedia businesses pull from the classic arcs, the mm -hmm. the self-contained uh, Batman stories. But mm -hmm. let's not let's not let's not beat around the bush. A lot of this is just it's a it's a farce and a joke in what Marvel is doing at one point. And this is it: every Marvel title, something in their title doesn't matter if it's an X book, doesn't matter if it's a Star Wars book, don't matter if it's an Avenger book, don't matter. What they're gonna do? They're gonna give you a a. a questionable cameo last page questionable first appearance on the next book mm. questionable cover on the next book and mm. let you debate it and they're going to do it on every three and you know what dc doesn't do that mm -hmm. and by the way you're selling you're literally selling a hundred thousand copies off that because there's card guys that will buy that shit up all day long because they don't know no better you like, might you know just describe I mean? the new marvel method marco that is the marvel <laughs> method like if you, it's been doing they've been doing it for almost yeah. a year now if you are not following that then you what are you doing like yes i get it reader because i'm a reader too like do do understand that i'm a reader but also mm -hmm. like there has to be something that sustains it you have to have that bottom line level and when you're offering books that are returnable if they don't sell with first appearances in it, you're doing it wrong. Like Marvel don't, I mean, that's just, look, I'm not, I got enough jobs already. I ain't trying to, I was, I'm commandeering too many boats. It's summertime. You know what I mean? I'm a pirate at this point, but if I, if I was in charge of DC, that's what I do. I do the Marvel method. Like they want to talk about the Marvel method, the new Marvel method. Oh, all right. He's here. I'm sorry. This is why I jumped on too. Besides to say Corbin, look what I got. My man right here. He's one of ours. He is one of ours. Really? He has okay. been a fan of this show. He's been a fan of this channel. He does good artwork, right? You know okay. what I mean? Eric, put his put put his name back up there because we need to put his name on this. Look at what he sent me because this is what he did. This is him Yo, right here. For real? No, this is him. Beastie this is Beastie Boys. Let me pull it out. This is Beastie Boys cover. 
This is Eric. This is one of our guys. This is one of our people. So make sure you out there. Eric, man, him. for sure. Yeah, for dude. sure. Wow. For real. Oh, Let me get some Batman too. art, Eric. Okay. Too, man. Let me get some Batman art. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, like, we had some Star Wars stuff going down, and Eric submitted some stuff for us, and it didn't pull wow. out. But, like, he's actually helped out with some stuff. Let me give you the full on this. I know I don't have the white gloves on. Do you mind, Kyle? I'm sorry. I just got to do it. Because yeah, this guy showed me this all the way through. Out, yeah. This is one of our people. That's dope. Doing something like this. That's real dope. Well, make sure you go out and buy this. Make sure you go and love. This is Silver City. Uh, dude, wow. I'm telling you, man, like the guy's got talent. Yeah, um, that's cool. With and, that being said, though, uh -huh. with that being said, though, like getting back to the DC thing, like you have, uh -huh. it's not, we're not, none of us are geniuses, but we can see what Marvel's doing and DC can't figure it out. So what are you going to do? True. Do? And going back to Eric, I mean, you said it without Tinian being in trouble. I feel like Tinian is like, he giveth and he taketh away. Like as much as Tinian provides in terms of, you know, consistently decent writing and everything, there's a constant influx of new characters that don't mean anything in my mind, aside from just having a new character. I mean, we already had a Ghostmaker, uh, like a Batman kind of knockoff. We had a Punchline, uh, uh, Harley Quinn knockoff. We just had another character, I forgot her name, but like a lighter Punchline, another Mikey, Harley Quinn knockoff. Mike, uh, what's the draw? Um, no, Molly, yeah, yeah. Now, there you go. I should so, do that. Are we going to get banned because of that shit? Yeah, like he adds these, these, he adds the other characters, but you know, slight dif differentiating to like flesh it out. But that's it for me. So I feel like that's really cool. Beastie Boy Mosh. Beastie Boys, cool. Yep. But like, I don't know. I, I think that you're right. Like without Tinian or, or good writers, you have that. But I think DC's kind of going through this overhaul where they're trying to, and to their credit, bring in some people who've been working in other capacities, doing some YA books, you know, trying to promote from within, get some new talent. You know, kind of have that, and with that, you get the good with these, un, you know, these hidden gems that are coming out that are really dope. You know, but you also get the bad, where you have writers who are probably um, out of their element in, in bigger books and don't have the wherewithal to kind of stand in there, and that's why you get lackluster books sometimes. Are they yeah. too woke? Hmm? No, <laughs> because you want to know what Marvel's woke as fuck. They'll beat you the head, the shit over it, and then they'll put <laughs> hero reboard. Then they'll no, put know, hero boards out and with no pants on. With no pants on, like me stealing boat, uh, not stealing, commandeering boats, no pants on, just rolling, just rolling. You you, you steal boats with no pants on. I steal. That's something understated. We don't steal beer tylons, bro. Little wang going back and forth. I might have I might have jumped off my boat and took somebody else's boat that might have been a, a member mm -hmm. of the the mm -hmm. city, whatever, and mm -hmm. it's okay. We're all right. <laughs> But just to touch back on that, as far as and I know Brian was kind of messing around, but even with the wokeness of things, my opinion on stories that have that, like if it is too woke or not woke enough, whatever the case may be, if it's a good story, it's a good story. It'll stand the test. You know what I mean? Regardless of you know whatever the case may be, I think that some of them rely maybe on one more than the other. Hate to go down my soapbox, but it's my first time back. I gotta get do it. Uh, CW DC. If CW DC was focused on doing good DC stories, they could put whatever type of thought process, whatever type of messaging they want to go. And yeah, you might have some who would not be fans, but the story would be good. But you can't make that the story. You know, you've heard this before. Salt can be the seasoning, but it can't be the meal, that sort of thing. You can't have that happen. And I think on both sides, sometimes we get that where you try to run these stories off of ideas or themes, popular or not popular, and not focusing on, okay, how do these themes work in a story to develop a character, to move a storyline along, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, 
Did you guys only get through one fucking yep. book? Sorry, bro. Sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I jumped on. Technically, we haven't I'm even sorry, got no. through the I messed all up. I saw all these people. I just, I went crazy. Listen, man. Marco came back. It was cool. I had to get my DC soapbox. It was it was overdue. Well, I'm going to take over real quick. The show. Corbin loves Batman. I think it was bath salts at the end. Of course. So. Real quick, I want to. Well, not real quick. I'm going to take a fucking time, a break here. We're going to put a put a, a pin in comic reviews and talk about. Did we get to any books at all? Something we really we dope. We have to pin it. It just opened. You can you can find yeah, it real just quick. Keep a, yeah, yeah. Something really dope um, that I I really want to like show people because it's such a cool story, and that's the Promise Collection. Phantom Lady, dude. Um, I love that book. For those of you guys that don't know the story about the Promise Collection, do yourself a favor. Go watch uh, Old School Comics, our new vintage show uh, that's on Thursday nights with, uh, right now it's Dino, DS Comics. Uh, the first episode had Matt Nelson, CGC, and Brian Weidman from uh, Heritage Comics. And the topic was this Phantom, or this... Um, phantom lady this promise collection i'm all about phantom lady dude the new pedigree uh from cgc and heritage and you know you guys are talking about you're talking about the phantom lady marco this has a complete run of phantom lady in high grade that high grade it's the i'll tell you the art on you guys gotta check it out because the art alone on phantom lady like if you are into comics like the art you see on that look I'm just a Billy, but like that stuff every single time is it, well, I bought them. That, I mean, they're, they're, they're great. Man. Phantom lady stuff. Isn't even the, the crazy stuff. I mean, look at some of this. I like uh, the phantom lady stuff. So look care. at some of these. These are some of the highest graded uh, yeah, comics you'll ever see from 1940 to 19. I think it was 1943 to 1950. Um, but I'm not 100% sure on that. And I'll tell you guys a story, but I'll just give you a quick uh, taste of some of these books. Uh, you don't see books from the 40s in this high a grade. Uh, look at some of these Batman books. There's a nine. There's a couple nine point eight Batman's from that time. There's a nine nine eight Joker cover. This cover right here is a nine eight double cover Joker book. There's multiple double covers in this collection that are uh, high nines. There's a high nine. This is a nine six first appearance of Riddler. Uh, just there's no, here's the whole Phantom Lady run that you guys can see. No, no, no stop that. Go back. Come on. Don't skim through I'm that. I'm going through each one, man. <laughs> oh, man. Look so at that. The, like, the that's whole, good art. Yeah. So this whole Phantom Lady run is in there. It's absolutely The colors amazing. on that. So the yeah. yellow background with the colors and the blue, like, it, it, it's just unbelievable. And to get in that high a grade, like, you, even if you just see it on the show or on the site, like, that's just so crazy. Like, I hope so, people appreciate it. Look at there Cat was Mask oh, 1 geez. and Mask 2. Mask uh, is also beautiful covers. Yep. The Eerie, this is the very first horror comic. So for those of you guys don't know, this is a 9-2. Uh, uh, back when Eerie was an Avon comic. Um, early Archies, there's a 9.8 Archie 14. You don't see Archies in the high grade because of the <laughs> material they're made out of. They fall apart really I easy. I figured out why um, CGC is so far behind. Well, because they haven't, they haven't even... Was fucking looking at this collection and ooing and ah overing it? Maybe. But I want to tell the story about this collection real quick and I'll just keep it on this picture. So basically, let me tell you a story about the Promise Collection. 
Korean War is starting to boil over and uh, the, the United States is getting in the conflict, two brothers decide to join uh, the military to go into the Korean War. The younger, the older brother says to the younger brother, if I die, please take care of my funny books. The older brother dies in combat or dies in the, in, in, during the war. And the younger brother decides to keep that promise to his older brother to take oh care of his he funny books. Promise. He's like, take care of my comic books. Right. You're I mean, it was, you're interrupting I mean, it was, story, Kyle. It was, sorry, it, was, sorry, it, was, it was probably just one of the things, right? So uh, they called it the Promise Collection, and the younger brother kept all of these books. There's five thousand books in total. Mm. He kept them all. Um, you know, none of them. They weren't bagged or boarded or anything. So, like this guy that had them originally kept them in amazing condition, and so the brother just kept them in even better condition, or kept them in the same great condition. And next thing you know, you know, ninety years go by, whatever. The younger brother finally passes away. The family has millions upon millions of dollars. There's pr over $20 million in comics in this, in this, mm. in this collection. I mean, it's a windfall, like winning the lottery. Uh, like I said, over 5,000 books. We still don't know all the books that no, are available. Winning the lottery yet. makes it seem like it wasn't like they earned this. That, it's hard to keep those books in that kind of good condition. And yeah. you know, that, that's the promise part of it. It's like your collectors here, everyone's an audience. You know that it's not you stick them in an attic and forget about them. It's you have to give them like TLC. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I wonder how he kept them. I mean, because, you know, back then, most people rolled up comic books, put them in their back pocket, mm -hmm. played around. Or, you know, even if you were older, you wrapped them up. You, after you're done with them, you tossed them. It was just a something, you know what I mean? Like it was before bagging and boarding in the 1950s, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like you didn't think about trying to keep these in great condition. You didn't. That's not what you thought about. Oh, yeah. A weird question, Brian. Do you know what state this is, this collection was kept so in? So the only thing that we don't know right now, uh, for obvious reasons, is who the family is mm. and where they're from. Uh, mm. Heritage or, is not saying. Got it. Um, they're they're walking into a big chunk of money right here, you know. And here's the thing: a lot of people are even saying like, don't, "So it's I, I, a, I it's breaking the promise if you sell it." Well, no, not necessarily that, but you can't sell all these over a short period of time because there's not enough money in the hobby mm -hmm. to get what these are actually worth. Some of these books are, you know, close to, you know, I mean, high six figure, you know, seven figure books. Some of them could be donated to music. Like music. This should be in a museum. This is a double cover, <laughs> a double cover, you know, detective comics, 114 black cover, Joker cover 9.8. That is, and, and just the story behind the pedigree. So you guys know, if you guys know a little bit about pedigrees, one of the things that makes a pedigree is the collector wrote his like name on the covers. And that's how they know that they're his books, right? One of the ways. So every book has the initials on the cover, right? And, you know what I mean? There's an initial on this. It's still a 9.8, but the initial makes it even better because it's a pedigree, right? So they're oh, they, they, so glad I wrote Kyle on all my books. Well, yeah, and crayon if, too. It's nice. That'll, that'll last. Back then, like you were saying, Kyle, nobody kept these books in good condition, and everybody. Here's another great thing uh, in in the show that we did uh, Thursday night that the guys did Thursday night. Um, Heritage Brian was talking about how you know every, back then everybody read comics. 
you know, back in the 40s and the 30s until the, uh, you know, seduction of the innocent court hearings and cases, um, the comics code, com everybody read comics. So, you know, and they didn't keep them either. So it's just absolutely bonkers. Um, the, you want to hear something even crazy? How do they manage to keep them in such good condition? I don't know the exact of that. We're going to try. This is such a big deal that I feel like it's such a good story and there's so many good questions mm -hmm. that I, we just got to cover this uh, on this channel as much as possible. But, you know, one of the, th one of the things I do know is these were kept in an attic. I think, oh, I, think really? I think Brian, you got like a serial style podcast on you. If one of your people on your channel wants it's already, to... it's already in the world, oh, okay. brother. So thank you though. But you're mm -hmm. right. You're, you're hundred percent right. You know what I mean? Brian, I will lend my vocal qualities to okay. narrating you're, the... <laughs> you're in. You're in, brother. I want to know what they did do because they it, they had to have just been kept in boxes. Well, you can see the dust cover. That's why I was wondering the state. It has to be a, a, a state that's conducive to... Yes. Like not, not something super brutal and humid or... East Coast, uh, Midwest, something, mm -hmm. right? You know? But you can see how they were kept. You could see that there's like a dust from the book that maybe was sitting on top of it or however they were kept. That's the only, when we were talking to Matt Nelson, who graded a lot of these first batch of books that came out, uh, he said the only bad thing about these books, and, and that's why this is so crazy. He goes, they are in such good condition. They look like they were printed yesterday. But the only thing that you can notice on some of them, and I don't know if you can see it very well on this, but you can kind of see that the, the shadow... The yeah. outline, you know, right here, the dust shadow. But mm -hmm. I mean, some yeah, of these let books... me ask you something, Brian. Like, so how does a story like this get evolved? Because I mean, if there, if did this, I we don't know about the family, but I'm guessing they they sent them in to get graded, and are are, are the graders just? Oh, sorry, no, ahead. yeah. Uh, so that's what you would think, right? Like us, yeah. that's what we would think. The family hit up Heritage, I think, a couple of years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago. You know, and the family hit up Heritage smartly. They hit up a, yeah. the auction, you know, the auction community, which is what they should. You know, when you have big yeah. books or big cards or big pieces of historical Any collection. significance. Any collection. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Collection. That you could sell for big money. You go to Heritage. You go to Ken Golden Auctions. You know, you go to the big auction houses. And they contacted Heritage. And then Heritage said, this need, this is such a big deal that. We need to hold up on it. I imagine I'm not sure for sure, but you know, I imagine they gave them a, an advance on some money to say, "Hey, here's you know, 400, 500 grand until we can, or you know, you know, 100 grand until we can get everything graded and sell." So it gives you some money, and then let's get what the real amount that this stuff is worth, right? So also, they're probably be... transporting these things to yeah. get them graded. I don't think they put them. They didn't put these things in the mail, did they? No, they're this all was, walk through. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were all walk through. Um, so yeah, driving that there, like this, that's probably the most that they've been rattled and stuff around in years is going through the grading process. I like yeah. to imagine Kyle, like the driver of this, just the good old boys, <laughs> never meaning no harm. Yeah. Transporting beer across the border, Smokey's on his tail. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's just fascinating and it's such a good story. I mean, it would be one thing if it was like, yeah, these were, you know, found in an attic and uh, they just didn't know that'd be one thing, but the story behind it and, you know, the whole uh, historical aspect, the brothers, you know, the, the heartstrings part, it's, it's, this should be a documentary film. Ryan, uh, this is, uh, I've had a rough week. This is the best story I've heard all week. Thank you. Yeah. Man. This is great. Yeah. 
So yeah. we we got me. some. We we're hoping to uh, really um, do our best to uh, really spotlight on this and do some really cool things with this. So we'll see. Very cool stuff. But Story, yeah, um, storytelling. That's a story right there for sure. Yeah. If you can market, if you can put that out there as a story, I think you're good. Yeah. I mean, this is one of my all-time favorite covers here. This right, true Kyle? crime with the rat being shot out of them right here. Uh, you know, true crime number three. And there's a nine four. I mean, just crazy stuff. But keep can an eye pull, on. Can you pull up the Sterling comics too? Yeah. Oh, just because like this is porn at this point. Which one? They're right there to your right. This Stop. one? Or, yes, or yeah. do you want the real startling? I want, the, I want the slower, mask. Brian. The mask slower, slower I like Brian. Mask. I hit that one on the left are. in like it's a slow. This is the uh, I think the yeah. highest graded mask. That one? is by far. Yeah. That's a good book. You go back one. Yeah. Even the other Sterling. I know they don't Very get as much. Love. Look at this one. Contact LB <laughs> Cole nine point six. Look how beautiful that is. Yeah. Contact Comics number twelve. This is. I mean, listen. Th these are. If I was a tattoo, uh, like artist, I would be. These are the type of things I would love to like have on my wall as flash, right? If I own, well, you imagine shop. having like a leg sleeve of that black background on just that cover and just doing your whole leg in, in that kind of I don't know, it's art deco, but that style there, there, yeah, yeah. Wait until you see ones. the 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 real startling one that is no, no, there. these are good. No, those are the ones that you don't see that like these are good books that you don't the like style you don't see, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of these were good girl, and like I said, a lot of them uh Ooh, our, open that eerie one yeah this is the eerie, eerie the first uh horror the silver the, sil the silver background on this is tough look at that font on eerie it's i know oh. <laughs> avon comic right avon yeah. so the early archies uh early submariners i mean just a lot of timely stuff i mean just really cool stuff so um like I said, only a, a few have gone through grading right now, so we don't know, ex you know, everything that's in here. But is that a Moon uh, Girl? I, yeah, there is a there is a hard stop. Where is it? Where's the Moon Girl? Yes, it's it's. I heard on. that's a period comic. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, the hard stop happens at 1950. I mean, look at that cat, man. Oh, look at that. Mm. John Z loves the, cart, the the shark covers. Somebody yeah. buying that. He needs it for yeah. son's law. But anyways, hard stop at 1950 and uh, just more amazing, gorgeous books to come. We're going to be doing uh, programs with Heritage uh, at least every every quarter for um, those auctions so we can at least talk about the new ones that are oh, coming. Really? Yes, wow. yeah. So the very first auction uh, happens. Uh, let me give uh, everybody June 17th through the 19th as the first time some of these books will be available uh so keep your eye on it this is the dallas auction signature auction uh june 17th and the 19th so there you go cool stuff just wait one day somebody can get this as part of the kyle collection <laughs> <laughs> you laugh about you you laugh about that kyle but um so, yeah. For for some of those people that are in the know, let me give a little free cornbread out there. Uh, I believe cornbread. I, I believe Unicorn there bread. is. I believe there's already a YouTube, uh, a comic YouTuber that does have his own pedigree out there. So, um, uh, bonus points for anybody who uh, knows who that YouTuber is that has the their own uh, pedigree. I'll leave it at that. Because I want to get him on the show. I want him on the hot I'm 10. Serious. I want him on the hot 10. 
I'm not so quiet. So mysterious. <laughs> Yeah. This, this is the beginning of the Kyle pedigree. All right, Kyle on it. All right. So I I, I uh interrupted comic book reviews. Did you have that on deck or like did you were you just like, hey, I gotta I gotta that's good. It was, that was on great. deck. Yeah, it was oh, on deck. Yeah. yeah, you gotta you gotta it's yeah, there you go. Shout out Eric Hurd. Reggie, Reggie at Go Collect. Yes, I want to get Reggie at Go Collect on the hot 10. Uh, so Reggie, if you're out there, brother, if you're out there watching, let's get you scheduled. All right. All right. You want to get into that, uh, rest of the comic reviews <laughs> since we barely got through the first book one. Uh -huh. number two. So book number two, <laughs> we'll do uh maniac in New York. Book now, number I four. Really like this cover, Cause you know what this cover reminds me of issue four. Of The Walking Dead. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, even the holding the gun, just the gun, the blood running down. There's a problem with my Microsoft account. But this one starts out with a little backstory on uh, on what's going on, and it actually. It's, it's got uh, the blonde chick that's been heading the uh, the task force for the serial killer, and it shows them running towards the uh, cabin or something. Yeah, the Army of Darkness house. <laughs> yeah, the, the ca Evil Dead cabin in the woods. Cabin in the woods. Which did you guys ever story? see? Uh, did you guys ever see that musical, the Evil Dead musical, like in Vegas or anything like that? No, but. That's hilarious. It's pretty funny. Anyways, go ahead. But my buddy, little Army Darkness story, my buddy Chuck out there that's got a real cool comic book collection, he actually got a piece of the Army of Darkness cabin. And he took that wood from it, and he actually made me a pen. Oh. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll be here all day. But what happens is uh, it kills the boyfriend. Yeah, she escapes. And then it flashes to now. What happens is, is they're back on the train. And what they're doing is they decide to put a cap on that ass. But you know what? Bullets don't hurt this motherfucker. Important part, because up until this point, we thought like, oh, is he just like a, a serial killer, a regular guy who's kind of just uh, really good at, you know, mass murdering? And then we find out, oh, no, the Supernatural is... A part of this character. Yes. <laughs> so they shot at him. It didn't work. They're like, oh, shit. Um, but they need to get those kids out of there. Um, so they, she tells Zelda to get the kids out. He actually, the serial killer actually gets his knife stuck. I don't know how. It's like in like the, yeah, like the handrails. Like yeah, yeah. I don't know how, but whatever. She slices at him. And what she decides to do is, you know what? If bowls don't work, you know what always works? Fire. Mm -hmm. She yeah. takes several swigs. I feel like she's like swallowing. Why did she the kick him in the balls? She's swallowing the first couple of swigs of the alcohol. She's not storing it in her mouth, I feel like. Yes. she She's in the last story she talked. She was kind of a drunk. So I think she was oh. enjoying a little bit of it. First one's for me. This one's for you. 
Yep. And <laughs> takes it. She lights it. Blows it. What happens is it lights him on fire, and he escapes. He actually runs away. They're at the last stop. So once they get out, they save the kids. Everything is kind of cool. Um, but what happens is since they let him escape, they're kind of in shit. And, you know, they're they're like, they're, you know, kind of the basic cop, rogue cop, captain thing. You, you did this. Yeah. Um, damn it, Murtaugh. Yeah, we're got you know, we should fire you for it, but even though you did something good, we can't fire you because it'd make it look bad. And so that's kind of what's going on here. And she she takes full responsibility for it, but and these are the kids that they saved. They're like, what the hell's going on? Why did it stop at the 81st station? I wonder what's revolving around that. And it's the museum. And what happens is is that mask is actually in the art museum. That's cool. That's a cool reveal. So it's it's a good story. I'm kind of bummed that it's going to be ending after the next issue. But good story. Elliot's kind of killing it. I hope they... I hope what he could do is, since this was such a good story, that they can actually bring back like a prequel story for it. A prequel, I, yeah. Absolutely. It would, it would actually be kind of cool, but Good story. So I give it uh, I, I, I'm so bummed that it's only gonna be five. Kind of like uh stray dogs. It's only it's, a, it's an odd point to bring in a the MacGuffin here at issue four or five here at the end of that that issue. It like for pacing purposes, I'll be interested to see as a storyteller, like how he he because this is a whole action episode, like so you don't get a lot of story beats in this. It's just action, 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 action. And then you get that end reveal, which is so key to the story. But then we have one issue left. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see how it ties into it. What I'm nervous about is, is, uh, is they're going to, he's going to try to cram too much into this last issue. Mm. I don't know. So, I think setting it up for prequel and then a set cool. I like, I think it's going to be two different parts. I think he's going to go prequel first, especially because that interview we did with him, he kind of hinted at it. I think they're going to do a prequel with it, and then I think he's going to do like an afterwards also. So I think we're going to get both of that in. Yeah, I mean, who's to say these first five issues just aren't the epilogue to just this longer series that he's planning, and it's just kind of the intro to this this character Absolutely. in this world. Absolutely. Yeah, from that so, interview, so he seems like like he's got the story planned out. It's something he's been thinking about. I, I I think he's setting something up for a bigger bigger run on something. Hopefully more books about it. So we'll bring up next book is Geiger. Everybody read Geiger. Jeff Johns, mm -hmm. great writer. He's doing mm -hmm. really good on this one, I think. Yeah, maybe if DC hired him, they'd do something good. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. There it is. Marco <laughs> Sires. Jeff Bang, Johns. bang off the side there. <laughs> oh, you really just say if DC hired Jeff Johns. Hey, I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. Well, I'm pretty yeah, sure he's been good DC it. for a long time. Yeah, that is book sell. He brought a lot moments. of good stories for DC. But uh, overrated. Did you happen to read this <laughs> issue, Tiger uh, Marco? Yeah, of course, man. I love this book, man. It's crazy. I, I like the whole thing. You know, when you, I don't know. 
people dream about different things, but when I dream, I dream about the world ending, and this is one way I dream about it ending. So, uh, like, it, it, especially wow. Vegas, like I spent a lot of time out there, so like it's really cool. The intro part where he has cancer and then they get back to it, like, uh, was pretty dope. You know, they, uh, I, it's crazy how much action and feeling they're getting through this book uh in such a short amount of period of time and i think people are really gary frank is a bad motherfucker that's why if they could only get jeff johns to write at dc i think i think dc could get somewhere right right no i mean i think this no but he is like that's the i'm not saying we all know what I was saying there, right? Like he had a good series. He had a couple good series and then they, yeah, he should go back. Yeah. They should give him, they should do the Kates to him. Yeah. But no, this book's good, right? Like I know for, for weeks I was pushing it to get us to go through it and not everybody's running through it. And it's just got, it's, it's good. It's end of the world stuff. And it also is giving us a little bit of funny in it too. Right. Um, especially this night's thing. And they're going on the Holy grail and then they, to give it away, spoiler alert, they stab the lady. But like, you know, they, they do a good job about it. The art's good on it. The reading's not too long. This guy's got a dope mustache, which like, if you're going to be a piece of crap character, make sure you give him that type of mustache, right? Like, that's what you want out of a comic it book. Screams it's screams douche. Yeah. So yeah. This, this couple comes to Vegas <laughs> and they have the, the king's holy grail of what he's looking for. Whatever. Make sure you give him a top knot too. Top knot and douchey mustache. Yes. Yeah. And and so he brings it in. They bring in. They know that they brought the the end all be all of what the king of Camelot, which you know who's a kid. The Holy Grail, the last cup that Christ drank out of. Yes, they brought it. It's nuclear. They love it. So they bring it in. They're talking. Um. Douchebag with the mustache has kind of a hard time believing that he actually actually have it, so they bring it in. As this is all going on, the waitress is listening that what's that they have it. So what she actually ends up doing is she actually ends up picking it up and taking it. And uh, because they want to flee, what happens is she wants. To that's some great writing it. there. Like if you had the Holy Grail, you would definitely put it in a bag and drop it on the ground, like not take your eyes off of it. <laughs> yeah, and make it sure it's a purple bag too, so that way it really stands out. Well, well it's the right. crowd. It's the crowd royal bag that yeah, they give you for free when you buy yeah. a bottle. <laughs> yeah, they put it in one of these bags. <laughs> wait, wait. For a second, I took that as like, uh, like that. That's like mythos, but like that's brilliant, Mark. <laughs> if you put that into it, yeah. Uh, this person must have some, this person must have some old parents that uh, put their change into Crown Royal bags. Either way, keep going. I'm sorry for interrupting. Yes, please. Like these? That's my parents, and that's Kyle. <laughs> so what you got? Oh, I also, uh, before we go, Kyle, um, I will. Make, I'm going to make you a promise right now, Kyle. I promise you that. When you leave, when you shuffle off your mortal coil, I will keep all your Crown Royal bags in a collection. Love that shit, Burn. And hey, I will sell them. That's I for have you. a lot of them. For you, buddy. And it's it's cool. So when you walk up to them, I'll give you a bag of them, and inside will be. More you're like bags. a you're like a little uh, liquor wizard, a hoarder. Okay. Next, one day I'm gonna make pants out of them. So the the bottom line is she's trying to get to a, a military base. 
and she thinks that it will she's, be yeah she's trying to get to the cheyenne mountains which is in colorado which if solo was here he would get to go finally have a reason to talk about colorado i love colorado. drink he was here. I, he disappeared. He, he, I pissed him off, I guess. And I, oh, <laughs> did you? Oh, no. I, I guess did I wounded him one too many times. Don't be an asshole. Wow. But, so they're trying to leave and they're trying to flee to go to NORAD, is actually where they're. Just, dude, yes. Thank you. Stop right distracting him. Chat, stop distracting Kyle, please. It, it, like you know what? It'll be like right here. Will be my shirt. It'll be the pocket. It'll say Crown Royal. It'll be awesome. But so uh, douchebag with the mask learned or with the mustache learns that the waitress That's has taken the the special purple bag like this, and uh, he go he goes to the house to get it. He stabs her, looking for it. She tries to play dumb. It doesn't work. The kids are hiding. They take off with the bag, and they kind of go out into the Nevada desert. desert. Yep. They get in a car. They take off. And what happens is, is these crazy fucking ant, huge ant creatures start attacking the car, derails the car, crashes the car. And then Geiger and his two-headed wolf person thing shows up. Fucking saves the day, helps him out, kills all the little ant things, and the scorpion shows up. This is what I'm going to say about this book real quickly. Does Ooh. anybody here not want to be Geiger? Like, this when you art. go to bed... Badass. Yeah, you want to be... This is a great superhero book where you want to be the superhero. Like, I want to be Geiger. I mean, I know he was a dorky little dude that stayed out and the nuclear thing got blown. But, like, I'm legit. Like, hey, let me do superhero, superhero jump down poses. Like, I'm all down. I'm glowing. I'm doing the whole nine. Like, I'm crushing the cars. Let's go. Corbin and I were talking which Corbin and I were talking about earlier how a lot of these new superheroes are like a deconstruction of a hero or kind of a snide take on a superhero. Mm -hmm. And this is a fresh new hero that is at, at this point in the story is has that good moral heart. Mm -hmm. And you don't see too many new original heroes that have just that pure moral goodness, at least so far. It could take a different direction, but I, it's it's fresh seeing that, Marco. I like that. It is. It, it really is. And I, I mean, like, we there's some comments, too, because we get some new, you know, in, in, on this show and some of the other shows, we get a bunch of new people that are into comics that haven't been in comics before, and they talk about comments about, like, why do people hate Rob, and why, do, why is there always these knocking of these rehashes of characters? Because they don't know that they're rehashed. And when some of us see something like this, where we're like, no, that's how I like, that's how I dreamed of superheroes was something fresh, something isn't, new. Isn't it so weird to say, oh, it's so good to see a good hero again and good mm -hmm. being like a moral, mm -hmm. righteous hero again in a new, in a new way. And absolutely looks yeah. on the pops and yeah. really connects with the reader. Because yeah. when they see it, the first time readers, the people that are coming to these shows and seeing it, they're like, well, I don't understand why you don't like 18 pockets or like, Captain America with big titties. Like, well, it's because, like, that's already a trope, right? Like, this is new stuff where this is what we kind of wanted, right? Like, this is, I mean, there's some 90 ish in this, right? Like, definitely the glowy shit. Like, come on, the covers they're doing on these these things, like the second and third prints are, are they're going to call if number four has a scratch and sniff and, and you, you start glowing from the radiation that you're going to scratch and sniff off of it, like, I'm sold. Like, 
it's just crazy. Yeah. It's good. Well, yeah. Geiger as on page has every reason to be disgruntled, and he's not. At least right now, he's not. He's not a disgruntled superhero character. He's he's out looking. He's people's best interest. And his parents haven't been killed by robbers yet, so we'll see. Mm. Not yet. Not yet. I think the art in this is absolutely first rate. I mean, look at that that panel with the moon there, and then the next page, Kyle. The art is fantastic. Look at that. I mean, when he's got the mask, and they're, they're doing. And look, it's not a new story. The guy's doing the the man in the iron mask. He's gonna be the emperor. Mm-hmm. That he's gonna be doom. He's gonna be whatever else. Like we get this, but like just how they're presenting it. Like Brian said, like they're doing good art. Well, of course. I mean, they got a great artist on it's a great writer. But like, um, you know, they're doing all the right things, all the things that we're kind of looking for. So, Marco, you said you're you go go to Vegas a lot. Which Vegas hotel right now that would you want to be trapped in for an apocalypse? <sighs> That's an interesting. So, uh, I would have to do the MGM properties just because if you link MGM in New York, you have the corner properties both. You have the the crossing that you get through, and there's actually a tunnel underneath that link the two if you need to go for certain gambling things mm. underneath. So I would do those because you could like lock them down. You literally could. And then like, you think you're going up like the Like if you go in MGM and you think you're going up that like one where they got the water fountain, there's not, there's an actual, a, a whole back area where you can lock that all down, build up a little cage area and then have snipers up on top. Nobody's mm. touching you, dude. Brian, Legit. same question to you. Which uh, hotel would you want to be trapped in for the apocalypse in Vegas? Oh God! I, I don't think fuck Vegas. I hate Vegas. Okay. I don't step anywhere near there. He's gonna be the Chelsea Hotel in New York. There you go. <laughs> hey, uh, I got one for you. Uh, you brought up the history part. That's another reason why I love this, um, Marco. You're 100 right. Other than like the the history part is uh, for this is another um, free cornbread out there that has nothing to do with comics. Baldwin the leper, uh, who was a crusade king mm-hmm. that actually he had, had leprosy. leprosy. Yeah, he had yeah. leprosy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that was and, during some of the that was during like when the Jerusalem and they were I don't know how deep we want to go. There's yeah. an Orlando Bloom. Uh, what? Movie. Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom movie, like in two thousand like four that did that whole thing and they had the leper a lot king? of those pictures are are from those about the crusades. It, I, it's just really cool. Listen, there's that guy used to wear saying that clothes. what you can't, uh, you can't, um, some stories, some real stories are greater than fiction, right? Sometimes fact is greater than fiction. And some of these stories are totally worth, you know, using over and over. And that's why we see them. And this is one of them. That's why the, the crusades history, the Knights Templar, you know, the whole Indiana Jones and searching for treasure. And, you know, people love that shit and people love religious iconography, right. Or, or, or art. You know, it's, they just drift towards it for some reason. And Jeff Johns is fucking smart. And Gary Frank is ap- absolutely amazing. But yeah, what in the closes this book with they he if you looked at the end of the first book, it showed you what Vegas looks like now, and they kind of renamed everything. So he's actually going to the Manhattan to talk to the person who runs the Manhattan about getting back his precious. Yeah, isn't that what he has? Is, is does he have syphilis in this comic? Is 
I thought I thought I took no. It so the rumor is no, no, no. The rumor is the king that they did the thing with the silk gloves had syphilis, so they like they put them no, cause... no, leopard Baldwin. He didn't have syphilis. No, he says did. that the Geiger did this to him. The the radioactive yeah. man did. Yeah, whatever that's how it I took it. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, 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 no, yeah, no. What Joe's saying is there's a rumor. Oh. There's a rumor it looks like they... a hand, right? Doesn't the the, yeah. the scar look like a hand on his face? Like Geiger oh, maybe yeah, touched his face. That. It almost looks like a left hand with his thumb being in between his eyes. Yep. Or maybe a thumb. I don't know. Anyways. I agree. I think that's what it is. He bitch slapped him. <laughs> this book really, really, uh, for an issue by issue book, really makes me want to read the next issue. It's it's perfect, like, single issue comic moving on telling the story fresh original character big interesting world one to explore more still feels very personal and small in all the right ways as well and i love the gimmicks i'm all about glow in the dark covers i know i think they're awesome i've been reading them digital have you guys been buying these in single issues no i'm I'm actually looking at ebay right now to buy everything just because I, I want to actually own. They them got now. some cool, like the Phantom ones. They are pretty cool, and then there's like the cool second print you. is like glow in the dark, and then there's one where you can stare into it, and it then the the thing shows up. They're really yes. Cool. I've unfortunately been wasting money on these comic books. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Whatever. I definitely been buying them. They're worth buying. I would suggest going out and getting them all. They're cool covers. It's it's. I think it's worth the extra money. Mm -hmm. I do. I agree. Better than like the second print with the same like interior art on top of it. At least they give you a gimmick. You know what I mean? I 100% agree. All right. What we got next? If you guys want to see what, what those are selling for, uh, here we go. There's some prices on them. So you can get uh, a decent set for 42 bucks of uh, all five of issue number one, including the glow in the dark variant. But I'll show you one of the coolest ones, I think. Um, the one where you stare into it that one right there yeah, which yeah. isn't just coming out it's a third printing number one but i love that one but i i love the glow in the dark one where is it that one's gorgeous too character this one right here i mean look how great that is that's it that's the one yeah. where you stare into it and then you look up and it comes oh. right isn't that kyle is that the one or is it the next one third this isn't isn't this the one where you stare in it right here no, no, that's the glow in the dark. This is the one you stare yeah, yeah. yeah, this one's yeah, dope. This one right you here, stare man. into, and then you yeah. look, and then it's the, the pretty fucking cool. awesome, man. Really cool, cool stuff. So cool there's some prices on it. Cool book, worth picking up, worth reading. You should write for DC. Yeah. <laughs> they should maybe they save that fucking company. <laughs> TNT needs to start writing those checks. They wrote me a big enough one. Baller. Where's the IRS? They already took their money. Uh, <laughs> what do we got next? What's our next thing? I think that's it, man. We did our two-hour show. Amen. What? Amen. Sweet. Yeah, two hours tonight. Nice. Hey, once again, Eric, thanks again for that book. I really do appreciate it. Make sure you guys go out there in that Silver City, the Beastie Boys cover. If you see it, buy it, man. Support one of your own. You guys support enough of the big companies. Make sure you support one of your own people. Um, plus, man. I remember when I was in high school, that that tape got stuck in the tape deck. There's this old car, Dodge. Thing was stuck in there. I got that was my fucking carpool. Beastie voice. Rumor is, 
the whole no. time. That's all we had. That's all we you could. You sound play. like Al Bundy. I got a Dodge tape got stuck in the deck. And uh... no, it's the worst. They took the front end of one part of a Dodge and the back end of the other because it'd been an accident. And then the tape deck didn't work. This is the only CD we could or the only tape we could listen to the whole time. Man, it was terrible, but awesome at the same point. I mean, BC Boys is the best. So make sure you go out there support Eric. He's one of ours. So what else you got? I'm gonna go get another boat. <laughs> I think that's about it. Boat. Uh, make sure everybody to like and subscribe. Uh, Hit that check bell. out, yeah, check out the, some of the other shows on the channel. Um, of course, check out the Star Wars show. What do you hey, guys? We're gonna be on tomorrow, tomorrow night. Hey, yeah. if if you like the Brady Bunch of last week, I tried to kick some of those dudes off. I really did, but I don't think it's working. So we'll see what we can do. You just gotta they, take my approach. How's that now? <laughs> I don't know whatever I did to solo. <laughs> Fair enough, but everybody wants to be back on, so be on there. We got some good stuff. We got some theory crafting going on. We're going to show you a couple books. We're going to talk about character man that's not hitting anybody's list. It's a book that people aren't really going after, and we're going to tell you about it and why you probably should. So come on over there. We'll have a good time. I don't drink during that show, so it'll be a little bit different show, but fun. Well, uh, let's give a shout out to some of our friends of uh, Modern Ooh, Comic man. Mayhem, some True. retailer friends, uh, Wanted Comics. Has a really dope uh, cover that uh, I, I'm, they, I think they sold out of this. So, uh, unfortunately, you might not be able to get it from one of the comics. But this nice house on the lake, the James Tynan first John Gallagher DC work. Uh, make sure you guys go check out wantedcomics.com. Uh, really great retailer. Uh, of course, also, you guys, you guys can't not not check out hive comics also another great friend of the family uh, james and jonathan are, are, are really cool dudes and they they do really cool stuff over there uh they recently had uh, this ha ha number five euchert cover pre-sale hey make What's sure that? everybody that goes to that con tomorrow in scottsdale over there at american legion post 44 make sure you tag mcm on ig with what you're picking up over there because i hear that thing's going to be hot so make sure you make your way out to that con real quickly I'll be there to say what's up, everybody. If you can find me there, I will definitely want to hang out and say, hey. I'm hoping yeah, Please don't wear there. sweatpants, bro. I'm going to have to. It's going to be a good con. I have to wear sweatpants. There's strip club. Uh, you mind if I jump in here and, and throw in a couple of my uh, plugs? Yeah. Uh, I know I've been on here uh, for the last, I don't know, like four or five weeks. I've, I've seen you guys. It's been super fun, but I actually have my own podcast as well. One is Comic Exposure, where we talk about trades, major runs. This last week, we just did finally did Sweet Tooth. We, we've done several Jeff Lemire books, and we, we finally did Sweet Tooth. Uh, and then I have a, a, a pop culture podcast called pop bonsai and we're entering four episodes about uh, the ladies of rock and roll we're gonna be looking at documentaries on Susie quattro joan jett uh, uh we just did horses uh the album um horses by patty smith so that's pop bonsai and if you like comments it's comics it's comic exposure hey i, I try to get him on the show more Flying Ghost, he's a, he's a busy guy. I beg and I plead. Mm -hmm. and he just Sometimes he tells me no. But we try to get him on as much as possible. I will definitely sign everybody's Crown Royal bags. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, definitely make sure you guys go check out Comic Exposure and Pop Bonsai. Um, Travis Ooh, is got to fix that website. Apparently, yeah, it looks like you, yeah, you yeah. got to. Yeah, that's that's it's all good, brother. Uh, good we things. do, we do. You know, 
you're doing good things and uh we appreciate everybody uh hanging out with us and watching the show again last uh i, I want to say one last thing uh of course and and that is make sure you guys subscribe uh to the channel there's a lot of amazing uh family members in this youtube community uh let us know if there's anybody that you guys want to see on the channel that's also in this youtube community um uh also check out the other shows like comic book women uh, which is on tuesday nights um, wednesday night comic book presser with uh, ultra maximus on wednesday nights the new vintage show on thursday nights the hot 10 on friday nights and of course, uh, the show you're watching now, which I really, guys, I really hope that you hang out every week with us and get super drunk on that drinking game. Uh, if you don't know what that is, take a shot of that and uh, sign up for next week. Um, because Miller. Uh, yeah. Miller, 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 Miller. Aliens, if you guys aliens, have aliens. Any suggestions for the drinking game? Hit me up and let me know. Uh, hit me up on the Modern Comic Mayhem Instagram. Let me know if, if you got any good ideas for it. Um, anytime we do a top five, I try to get it on there so that we can hear you guys this week. Busy, I didn't get to. But Amen. And on that note, uh, I think we're uh, calling it a night. Thanks, guys. Peace. Later.